0: has been paid for by the New World Order.
1: You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At
2: Lucha Outsiders, everywhere.
1: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes.
2: Lucha the Outsider Show. Dude. Lucha
1: Outsider
0: Congratulations.
2: You played yourself. Yes!
0: That is a disgusting act. Too early. I'm Leo. That's Mario.
2: Have no fear. The Legend Thriller is back in studio. The feel the feel the feel the film, the stage, film, the ads, I hear the eyes of the team. Your boy. Who? Mr. Rated R. And this is the Lucha Outside Show, episode 165. And the, if only the audience could listen to the conversations we are having yeah. before we went live. Yo, <laughs> <Dios> mio. Yo, <laughs> mio. Oh. If you missed anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. Where? i soundcloud you want to be fancy apple podcast tune in la mescla at lowstradio.com stitcher spotify iHeartRadio wherever you get your podcast needs
0: yeah, yeah. perfect perfect
2: <laughs> well the good thing about being in studio is you get to see the timer yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm l- I'm looking at the audio no, right <laughs> so you get to see the timer <laughs> when you're doing it through Zoom it's kind of hard to time
0: <laughs> you're like eh, eh bah, what he said
2: Leo, how you doing, bro? I'm
0: good, bro. We're here on a Sunday. It's too early, but it's Sunday. I actually got to sleep in today. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. 3.45. what's up with you? (laughs) Um, Before I hear any jokes, right? No jokes. No jokes. Hashtag no jokes. I'm going to give myself my Baltimore Ravens a joke, so right here, real quick. No.
0: Congratulations. You played yourself. We had
2: an unfortunate night last night. We did not play great football. Lamar Uh Jackson is too antsy, too uh, panicky, and... He probably had a concussion, and we lost the game. You think he had a concussion? Yeah. Congrats to Buffalo, though. Congrats yeah. to Buffalo. All right. Before we get started, give me a minute. We're here. Hashtag is Red Bull time.
0: Is it Red Bull time?
2: Oh my god, dude! Thank God I didn't pop because I dropped this Red Bull on the way over <laughs> here. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's introduce our rotating third, bro. We're here. Go get ahead. Some music.
0: No? oh
2: so I Come on, bro. What are you doing, man? Alright. She's a sultan of sarcasm. Sultan of sarcasm. She's a source of sass. That's a sad <laughs> She's the blonde <laughs> ball buster. And she's the, also the original salt of the earth. Danielle from the Hill Yeah. You gotta
0: unmute yourself. You gotta, oh my god! Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, uh, I looked at it. In. Like, let me make sure I unmute myself. <laughs> <laughs> I looked down and I was like, "Fuck."
2: <laughs> Welcome, Danielle.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. everything sounds so loud right now. Danielle, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? Better speak up a little bit louder, there, young girl.
1: I'm sorry. What? You want me, it's t- me to talk louder?
2: Yes. We can barely hear you.
1: Oh, She's getting I'm ready. Always loud. I don't know how loud you want me to be.
2: Now sounds oh, like you're doing one good. of those, um what is it, those things, like them soothing, like ASMR. There you go. That's what she sounds like right now. Like right
0: now, we're going to watch a little bit operator. of wrestling.
2: What happened?
1: The phone sex operator.
2: Oh,
0: my God. No, Aren't they called OnlyFans nowadays? <laughs> 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 hey, so we're here to talk about wrestling.
1: Phone, Leo. I keep forgetting. <laughs>
0: what she say? I didn't hear her.
1: I said, do you still have a rotary phone? Do you even know how to do that anymore?
0: Actually, I got a flip phone. Uh, and it has one of those like it's a Motorola with the, with like the really thick battery that you gotta like carry a backpack with a battery pack on it because it dies like
1: every. minutes.
2: you remember minutes. back in the day the Nokia's? They they felt like a brick. Like if you yeah, hit somebody with it, that's are I talking about. Like you one. could legit give them a concussion. I Those actually had also them. one.
1: awesome because a battery lasted and you could throw them at people and they wouldn't
2: break. <laughs> <laughs> very true. <laughs> very, very true.
0: So we're here. We got people saying hello, uh, the freaking Ricans. Jose Gonzalez. What up, Broskis? What up to Jessica Huffman and everybody else? Asad Ali is also there. And Jamie Rodriguez, a boy J-Rods from uh, Connecticut. Shout out to everybody
2: on the chat. Hello. Danielle, <laughs> you know you're on camera, right? <laughs> She's like, yeah, whatever. Hello. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm the same way <laughs> <Hi> too. <everyone. laughs> Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Danielle, what's going on with you?
1: Nothing's going on with me. Did you? I'm, uh, I'm here to talk about wrestling, I guess.
2: All right. I guess. I guess. Did I you guess. watch Impact Hard to Kill last night? I
1: did watch Impact Hard to Kill. I always watch the Impact pay-per-views, which is kind of funny because I'll sometimes pass the WWE ones, but I'm def—I always tune in for the Impact one.
2: I I think last night they put another great show. Um, I enjoyed hard to kill, a little bit more than Bound for Glory? Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can say that. I mean, a lot of the stuff I felt was very, I think they changed up a lot of stuff because a lot of people that won, I didn't think were going to win. Why? Uh, Why didn't I think? Like, yeah. I didn't I didn't think uh Steel and Hogan were going to win.
2: <gasps> really? I didn't think
1: they were going to win it Really? I didn't think they were going to
2: win it. Well, when they, when you they know
1: what, I don't, I find them very, um, what's the word? Mediocre. Like, they go out of their way to make them, I don't, trashy's not the right word, but they, they I don't take them seriously. Like, when they, like, when. You see um, them as a joke? Kind of a joke where I, I really felt that, like, Havoc, her, their team, like, was supposed to take it. Like, I think they just did it to swerve us. I don't really think, like, Hogan and Steele should have been crowned.
2: I feel I feel the mm. complete opposite. When they announced this tournament, I wanted these two teams to be in the finals because they were the legit tag teams. Like before, like they started really pushing, like, "Hey, we're gonna bring back the knockouts tag division." These two were the actual teams that were having tag matches and were feuding before they even announced the tournament. I, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you. I don't. To me, Kara Hogan and Tasha Seals, they're heels. So. I guess they're just playing to part of that. They're acting on that. I don't. I think they made the right call. I'm glad that Tasha Steel and Kara Hogan.
1: Fine with them winning. I was just very. I didn't expect them to win. I got a lot. Of my predictions. I got a lot of this stuff wrong.
2: Really. What What yeah. did you think of this match? I enjoyed it.
1: I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a good, solid match. Uh, I really like Havoc. I think she's just a she's just gigantic and a powerhouse. I really like her. She's a um,
2: she's a sweet person too. Uh, great. I think she's very underrated. Um, I think, yeah, yeah I think she's very underrated. Uh, her her work. I
1: think, I think with her size, she gets put in the Nia Jax category. The Nyla, like I think that people look over her because she's so big. And
2: I don't think she wrestles their style like no, a Nia Jax or a Nyla Rose.
1: No, I don't either. But they look at her, and that's what they immediately think that she's just going to be this big powerhouse, kind of like Nia Jax, just throwing people over. And that's not the case. She's actually very agile and can actually wrestle. W-
2: one thing I want to say about uh. The whole women's division in Impact Wrestling, I like how when it comes to the Impact brand, like the women's division, women's matches, whether they main event or they're like somewhere in the mid-card or like in in this case, the tag match was like a little bit in the beginning, they feel at par with like the rest of the card, meaning they feel like a big deal. Like the women's division in, in Impact feel like a big deal where they can either main event, they can start up the show, like... Not kind. Of, it's like the complete opposite of AEW. Like, with the you watch a women's match in AEW, it's just like whatever. It's like either a five-minute match or it'll be like commercial break, and then they come back from break, and then like two minutes in, match is over. In Impact Wrestling, there's been matches like on TV where they'll give a women's match a two-segment match. They're they getting feel like, showcased. Right. They, they, it feels like a big deal. It's at par with the rest of the roster.
1: I feel like Impact has always been like that. Impact was way ahead of their time mm-hmm. with showcasing women's wrestling where you know WWE had women being called divas and AEW I don't need what women's division like you bring in Brandy and you're like oh Brandy's gonna be heading the women's division and you're like oh great he's getting his wife involved this is all this is gonna happen and then nothing happens with that division like there's so many talented women on the AEW roster and they don't do anything with them.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It, it's uh, sad, but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. You said that you were wrong with your picks. You thought, well, what other? What was another head scratcher for you?
1: I'm trying to think. Oh, now I'm going blank. Uh, I thought Sammy Callahan was going to win. Oh. I thought Sammy Callahan was going to win until M2J reminded me that they kidnapped Eddie Edwards' wife. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, then obviously Eddie's winning.
2: So Sammy Callahan, he just recently signed a a two-year deal, if I'm not mistaken, with Impact. So he's staying with Impact. He loves Impact. And I'm at the same boat as you. Like, even with the whole kidnapping of of Eddie Edwards' wife, I really thought that – I think Sammy needed a big win. Sammy's like one of those guys in Impact – he takes a lot of losses, but for whatever reason, the losses don't really affect him. Like he still feels relevant. He still, still feels over. like he's still over. He still feels like a big star. Like he doesn't lose any credibility. Um, him catching an L, but I don't know. I, I really thought he should have won. I thought this match was great.
1: I thought this match was made for him, and I felt like he should have won.
2: Well, the whole Tommy Dream of uh, the Tommy Dreamer, the whole Eddie Edwards <laughs> and and Sammy Callahan story story reminds me a lot of Tommy Dreamer and Raven. Like. It has that ECW vibe to it,
1: right? Yeah, uh, I I wanted Sammy Callahan to win because, like you said, like he he became a vet that puts people over, and I'm like, but he doesn't necessarily always have to put people over. He can showcase his ability and win. Right, so I always find that very confusing when they always make him taken out.
2: Yeah, um, even going back to last year's hard to kill, I'm like, man, I think they, they may, especially what <laughs> what ended up turning out the rest of 2020, they should have just kept the title on Sammy.
1: I mean, but we knew Tessa was winning, like that was like a hundred percent, like in the bag. Like, as yeah, soon but as he still had to
2: that, put her over, though.
1: He, yeah,
2: and I, just, I I don't know, like it, just based on how things progressed throughout the year.
1: Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. And then
2: with Sammy, like he really didn't have a long run with the title.
1: No, he didn't have a long run at all. And I feel like he should have because he is a vet in that
2: company. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Matt Cardona uh, showing up at Impact Wrestling and having a quick uh, match with Ace Austin?
1: It's so funny you say that. So when we were doing the predictions, I was like, why isn't Ace Austin on this card? Because mm. I love Ace Austin. I don't Me think too. Ace, I think Ace Austin should be in the main title matches. I I, I, agree. I think he should. I, agree. I, I think he has something special and he should always be showcased on pay per views. So I was like, where the hell is this guy? I was like, I know he won't just won the tournament and that stupid cup thing. And then when <laughs> Matt came out, I was like, I was like, Oh, I was like, yay. We're going to watch wrestling. I don't think Matt should have necessarily won. But I mean, it was fine. Like I like I like that they're showing the merging still continuing of AEW and Impact because like Matt showed up there and now he's here. Like I I like that.
2: So I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here, and and I don't want this to come off as like I hate Zach Ryder, Matt Cardona, but I feel like out of all the people that got released back in what was it last April, last May, April, okay. April. I feel like he's been the one that hasn't really made that much noise. Like I feel like his his AEW little cup of coffee was very mediocre. I don't think it didn't really it didn't really matter. Didn't like him showing up at first did feel like a big deal, but then afterwards just like okay whatever. And even last night, you know, like I'm an Ace Austin fan too, so I feel like like I don't want Matt. Cardona to bury Ace Austin or like to pick up a win against Ace Austin. Like to me, Ace Austin, he's like one of the, the premier wrestlers in 100%. Impact. So to me, Matt Cardona, like he's like, like we like we, we like to say in Spanish, like, tapagado, like Leo, like he's just, he's yeah, I know cold. Exactly. He's, 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 I know exactly. Sure. <laughs> now you, yeah, sure. <laughs> he's cold sure. as ice. I think out of all, <laughs> all these releases, man, this guy is just like, whatever. Like, I honestly, I'm not interested.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think he's interested. I think he much rather, like, do his toy podcast and, and play with his action figures. Really <laughs> us, but I feel like he much rather do that stuff sometimes than actually wrestle. Like, I think he likes doing these little, like, spots and not having a set schedule. I feel like that's just him. Even from social media, like, when you look at his social media, it's not about him being always ready. It's like, yeah, you're ready because you're sitting at home, like, dusting off your action figure. You know? Like, wow. <laughs>
0: No. It's true though. It's true. It's it true. Is true. <laughs> it is true though.
1: It's true. It's true. It's true. But you know, so I don't I don't think you just had Ace Austin win that cup right. and then you have him get buried by Matt. That's not
0: And I and we I were. quote that stupid cup show. This, that stupid
1: and, cup. Like, it, the uh, it, like, I wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speak- well, you know what I, you know what I mean? Like, if, if Ace Austin <laughs> just won that, why is he losing to Matt Cardona?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. And like I said, I don't want this to come off like I'm hating on, on Matt Cardona because uh, I, you know, it's just I just don't well, care. I'm not hating
1: on him either. I just I'm, don't
2: care. I really don't care.
1: I wasn't excited when he showed up. I was more excited when Ace Austin showed up.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you.
1: Because I fucking love Ace Austin. Ace Austin is like. He's an ace. Like he should be in the title pitch. I don't know why they have him doing these little things or even having having a heavy. He doesn't need it. I just feel like he should just be in the main event all the time and chasing that.
2: I, I, I don't mind him having a heavy in uh, Madman Fulton. Uh, I don't think it. I don't think it hurts Ace, but it doesn't really make a difference. Doesn't but help it get, him either. But it does. But and it does give. Madman Fulton something to do because ever since right. the whole he OV, OVE like separated and then you had everything that happened with um uh, not da- who which one was it Dave D- Chris Dave Chris right. and, and who's the other Dave. one Jay Chris Dave Chris is the one that got caught in you know the speaking out movement. J. I'm Cr- making
1: a spreadsheet on that. I'm working.
2: I, on I know. It. I remember you told me. <laughs> you told wait, wait. What 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 spreadsheet? She's making a I spreadsheet. A
1: spreadsheet of all the wrestlers that were involved in the speaking out movement, and I'm gonna color code them on their offense and how severe it is and then i'm going to have links to the articles of what they did okay because sometimes we want to go post something and then i'm like "Hmm, remember that time that person kind of did this and covered up a rape like we shouldn't be posting about this
0: (laughs) (laughs) covered up a rape then don't post anything on
1: mcmahon (laughs) touche my friend touche
0: i mean if we look at the guy's track record (laughs) right we shouldn't be posting anything about the wwe didn't like snooker kill somebody I'm right. just saying, dark side of the ring. Go. Yeah, but
1: Go. killing and rape is complete. Killing's okay. Rape is not. Killing what? is okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going somewhere Rape is else. not okay. <laughs> not okay.
2: Bien. All right. Okay. So we mentioned Ace Austin uh, winning the X Cup, and he is guaranteed an next division title shot. What did you think about this three-way between Manic, Chris Bay, and Rohit Raju?
1: As you know, I hate triple threat matches.
2: That's I know okay. you do.
1: I absolutely hate them. I think Chris Bay should have won. I, what I hate about manic is I hate that everyone is aware that this is TJP, except the people in the ring. Like that's so annoying. Wait, that's TJP.
0: (laughs) I I know. I know. Just go.
1: Well, yeah, I I was confused too. I was like, oh, and then he took off his mask and it was just him with paint. on. Well,
2: I, I, okay. So I think if we're talking kayfabe, right? Kayfabe in the kayfabe world, He's like a separate entity, kind of like Willow. Bray Wyatt and The Fiend or Willow and Jeff Hardy.
1: But then why why are the commentators talking about TJP?
0: Yeah, like acknowledge it. That like, why TJP. are they acknowledging
1: it and then Roti and, and Chris Bay aren't aware? Like, yeah. it's so stupid to me. Like, that that's annoying because they call him TJP. And it's like, well, why are you, why, why? Well, I was listening,
2: I was, and we got to talk about the commentary too. But like, I was oh, listening, I was, I was talking to, I was, I was listening to D'Lo and and Matt Stryker, Stryker. during this match, sure. and they were both kind of like fighting with each other. I don't know if you caught that during the match because, like, why you keep calling him TJP? So I don't know if that was like a slip up on Stryker or they are trying to play into the story where it's like, okay, is it a separate entity or are they the same person?
1: Right. That's that's the problem that I'm having. Or even when that whole thing happened where he came out and Josh Matthews was calling him T J P the entire time. Right. And it's like, why wouldn't Roti stop the match and be like, obviously you're T J P and you're not allowed to have this like why is he the stupid why are we making Chris Bay and Roti stupid? Like I don't like that. That I don't like. And like the match was fine. Like, I thought I the Chris
2: I thought Bay. the I thought the match was really, really good. I like Chris I Bay too. Chris Bay. I love. I actually like Rohi Raju a lot. Also, I think he's very underrated. He's a good heel. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Jay Lethal when he had that strong heel run when he was a double champion. He reminds me a lot of Jay.
1: Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, he's grown on me a lot because when he first like won, I was like, "Who is? Why? Why is this guy even relevant?" But then as they like do backstage segments and like let oh. him talk, and he even in the ring, like I just love his heel tactics. I I I like him a lot.
2: I think all three guys have great chemistry. Um, we'll see where it goes. I I was actually shocked. I for a quick second, I'm like, I think Rohit might take it back.
1: I I thought Chris Bay was winning. Well, you know what Chris
2: Bay, I think he dropped the title too soon last year. He didn't have that much of a long run with the exhibition yeah. championship.
1: I thought they yeah, I thought they uh, they dropped the belt on him too soon. Uh,
2: another big match that happened last night was Deanna Prazo uh, defending her knockout championship against Taya Valkyrie. Um I thought the match was good. I don't thought it was, I didn't think it was great. Um and I don't know, there's a lot of speculation with Taya uh, what her future holds, whether she's going to stay in Impact or not. But like the my only criticism about this match, I thought the match was good, but I didn't like the 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 goofiness in the very beginning. Like
1: no, I didn't like that either. With with Su- Susan Susan name, Susan yeah
2: Susan <laughs> recording uh, the, the the fight between um, Kimberly and I just
1: want Sue Young and Abaddon to have a match. We all want it. But, like yes. that's what I want. In my, in my fantasy booking I just want the two of them To just have at it
2: I think Sue Young Is so underrated I think she's great in the she's ring She's so
1: good She's amazing she's So Her and Abaddon Would fucking kill it Absolutely kill it um, Yeah The cheesiness in the beginning Kind of annoyed me um, Kimberly coming Dressed up like Diana Ross Like that I was like That's not
2: her This
1: is not, your, this is not you This mm-hmm. is that Exactly I was like This doesn't feel like you This seems like forced And I didn't like that The match was fine Like you know I'm not a huge Diana Purrazzo fan, but I'm slowly becoming one. Right. Um, I think she needs to get a little better on the mic, uh, but I thought that match... I love Taya. I've loved Taya since Lucha Underground. Like, Matt... My friend Matt was, like, obsessed with her and used to make me watch all her matches. So, he loves her, and he got me into her, and I really wish they would do a little bit more with her. I feel like Impact has all these amazing wrestlers, and they... They bring them together And they do have good chemistry But they never put on These amazing matches Where you're like Fuck yes This is gonna be my Match of the year candidate yeah. At the end of the year Like I never Have that With Impact
2: Well I think We Something's we missing. Well I think we Kind of hit like Impact got unjust Last year with the whole COVID situation Or whatever Like I, I feel like a crowd at times does play a huge part when it when you're trying to determine like what's a match in the year or what's like a match of year candidate but like before that like I want to say like 2018 2019 they were putting on matches where I'm like wow this could be like a match of the year it's that good when they were still doing live shows
1: but even live shows we've been to them they're quiet the Impact crowd is not receptive a lot of times. Like I don't know what it is, but they're very quiet. Like we went to a bunch of them and I remember I forgot it was it was Jordan Grace and Tennille, and they were fi- they were beating the shit out of each other and you could hear a pin drop and I was like why is nobody excited this match is happening? Like nobody it's almost like nobody cared. So I don't know what it is. I don't know the disconnect. I don't know if it's because the tickets are so cheap. I don't know what the disconnect with Impact is. I I just don't get it. But, I mean,
0: if-, but if the tickets are cheap, you should be happy that you're there, no?
1: Mm-hmm. No, but I'm saying like, but then casual fans and yeah. fans that aren't will come because they're like, oh, it's a wrestling show. I'm yeah, just going to yeah. come. And then they're loud and obnoxious screaming like stone cold what chance. Like you don't have... You have poor quality fans in the audience.
0: So you you, you're saying you have fans that probably still think that Kurt Angle's in TNA,
1: (laughs) (laughs) if they even know what TNA is.
2: No, no. So I'm saying like that's the only thing that they. Okay. Well, I never been. I haven't been in Impact tapings in God knows how long. But I feel like the Impact pay per views that have gone to have the the crowd has been hot. Like the one for Bound for the Glory, like two years ago.
1: Sometimes,
2: the, I mean, the crowd it, was it hot had, for the most of, for majority of the show. Doesn't impact record. Well, what was it was that? also mm-hmm. it was
1: also super overpacked because they messed up tickets. So like you had more people there than you should have. So maybe that was a thing. And everyone had to stand.
2: Because... Didn't you sit somewhere that you weren't even supposed to sit? So
1: <laughs> so when they when they made the tickets, they made the floor seat next to the ramp, and they put me in row G on the stage next to the, the ramp, but they'd only went up to row E. So the guy was like, oh yeah, you have to go up to the balcony. And I was like, no, I don't. I was like, I paid for it. Four <laughs> I was like, I'm not sitting there. And I was very nice to him. And he was just like, okay, it was a security guard. And he's like, okay, you can sit in my seat. We and I said, actually, I remember-
2: we actually have audio of what you said to the security guard right now. listen, <gasps> I ain't sitting up in no bathroom. Sorry.
0: Sorry.
1: Sorry. I I legit was like, I'm not sitting up there. I was like, we have to figure out something. And he goes, okay. He's like, you can either sit over there. There's an empty seat. And it was like crammed with like wrestling fans. And he's like, or you you could sit in my seat. So I literally sat in the security guard seat by itself with nobody near me. I remember Mario text me. He's like, why are you sitting in the security guard? (laughs) I was like, because he let me. And I literally sat there all by myself. The entire That's because
0: you're a girl. They wanted to send my broken leg ass all the way up to the balcony. I was like, no, I pay for WrestleMania like right here. <laughs> well, you can't sit. I was like, I'll stand for the whole fucking show then with I my was wheelchair. Very,
1: I, I was also very nice to him and I was very appreciative. I was like, do you want water? I'm going to go buy a water. Of do you course. want one?
0: You got mm. your own seat like by yourself. Mm-hmm. Was had to
1: you. Nobody was near me. I didn't touch anybody. I wasn't near wrestling fans. It was like the best <laughs> day ever.
0: But you're going to see wrestling fans at wrestling shows.
1: Yeah, but I don't want to sit next to
0: them.
2: And you don't want to smell them either, Leo. You never do. All right. Um that should be one, a one last show. thing Sorry. on this match. Yeah. Uh so what do you think about Ty of Valkyrie? Because her contract should be coming up anytime soon. What do you think? What do you think she'll say.
1: She I think she'll stay.
2: You think she's gonna stay in Impact?
1: Yeah, I think she'll stay. I don't think she'll go to WWE because I feel like ever since John Morrison went to WWE was a huge mistake. Like I think he's just waiting out his time. He looks rough. I mean that's that's here nor there. But I, I think she's gonna stay.
2: It's funny that you mentioned John Morrison because I'm like, man, I was thinking about him, uh, I don't know, it was like two days ago. No, actually, it was probably yesterday when I was watching this match. And I'm like, man, I don't even remember the last time John did a Starship paint on TV. (laughs) They won't let him.
1: He also needs to, like, go back to flat ironing his hair. He's looking rough. And, like, he normally looks delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He, he like, he looks looks al- delicious. I'm like, what is going on, John Morrison? Like, he just looks rough. Mm-hmm. I, he like left WWE, did this whole wonderful run through like Indies and Impact and, and, and AAA, out, Underground, all these places, and then came back to WWE and is doing nothing. And it's like, are you just tired and don't want to wrestle M- anymore and M- want a payday? Miz and
2: like, Morrison have become like the bulk and skull of WWE.
1: Right. It's very. It's very. Yeah. It's,
2: it's very terrible. Weird. So
0: who's the Green Ranger? Sorry. Uh,
2: like, like John Morrison be from coming from like holding all these different titles all over the world. You know whether it was in Mexico. You know he was an Impact World Champion. All this he shit was, that he was doing, he right? Was Johnny All Names. Uh, exactly, Johnny All Names, and now he's in the WWE and he's Nothing. he's he's bulk and Skull with Miz.
1: Nothing. Yeah, it's really it's really sad. So I don't think she'll go there because I mean, why would you ever want to go to the women's division in WWE or AEW? Like. Impact is utilizing you I understand it's a smaller crowd But also too They record for like Four days straight And then they move You know And then they have breaks They're not like Constantly like Doing matches And filming and filming They actually get to take breaks So I mean I hope she stays at Impact For a while
2: All right, Uh, Another uh, Person I want to talk about With you Is Ethan Page Your guy Ethan Page So we had the Karate Man Versus Ethan Page Last night It was hilarious Um, The ending Did you
1: see the first one? On YouTube No Okay, so the first one was so much better. They were like in a dungeon and he was like and Karate Man kicked his ass, but it was like super fun. Okay. Like it was much better than this one. I don't know why they kept shifting venues. Like
2: I I, th- I thought it added to it. I thought it made it more, even more hilarious.
1: <laughs> so, what was funny is after that match, I went to tweet something and Ethan Page put, "Ha ha ha, that was dog shit," but then he deleted it right away. Huh? I it because I was like, because I retweeted it, and then it's like failed to view, and I was like, oh, he deleted this.
2: Oh wow! What he even uh,
1: said? He was like, I had no. He's like, I had no say over this. He's like, I'm not a writer. Really? Yeah.
2: Oh, I thought I thought it was funny. I mean, it's it it,
1: funny. You should watch the one on YouTube. The one on YouTube is really funny because they're in a dungeon and he starts doing like superpower stuff, like and magic. It's it, it's fun.
2: All right, I'm gonna make another magic.
1: Over that. Okay. Magic. You know what? Speaking of magic. When did they start pumping in sound?
2: It just happened last night.
1: It was right because I was sitting there and I was like, I was like, "Is there an actual audience?" I
2: tell you what, I think it came out better than the Thunderdome. To be honest with you, I the
1: the Thunderdome is so forced because like they throw in laughter, they (laughs) throw in. Leo's been saying
2: that since day one. The (laughs) Thunderdome sounds like you're playing a video game.
1: It's so stupid. The th- it's so dumb.
2: Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it helps out the talent, you know, oh, to hear in the background noise. And I'm not against the idea of the Thunderdome. They just need to change their audios. I don't know the way Impact used their crowd noise last night. I, I, I think they hit a home run.
1: Yeah. I th- well, like I said, I thought there were actually people in the crowd. Like I was like, oh, are they having the wrestlers come out? Because it felt not forced. It felt natural because they did it enough. So, yeah, I was okay with it. I was just very confused. I was like, oh, were they pumping stuff in? But I think it came off very natural.
2: So, what do you think is next for your boy Ethan Page? AEW. But why AEW?
1: Because AEW is his friends. Like, he he did... WWE offered him a contract a long time ago, and he turned it down because he didn't want to move to Florida. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like AEW is a little more, like, lenient with things. Okay. And I think that... I think all his people are there, and I just feel like he would be more comfortable, and I think his schedule would be better there.
2: Okay. So I feel like no matter where he goes, I think he's going to thrive.
0: He's the best. I love him. Uh,
2: <laughs> I know. Uh, I just, my worry about AEW is a lot of their booking when it comes to – first of all, their roster stacked, and I feel like look at a guy like Brian Cage. Brian Cage has not been booked like the way Impact booked him. Like it's it's not it's night and day. And there's a ton of talent on there where it's like like when was the last time you seen Scorpio Sky? You know what I'm saying? Like there there's so much talent in there where it's like I don't want him to get lost in the shuffle. Now granted, if we do see Ethan Page come to AEW, you know his skits on being the elite are gonna be hilarious. But oh, they're gonna be amazing. But at the same time it's like I just don't want Ethan Page to be lost in the shuffle. That's my only worry. <laughs> But I feel like whether he goes to AEW or he decides to go to WWE, he's going to thrive regardless.
1: I think he'll thrive, but he can get lost in the shuffle with WWE too because Ethan Page is kind of generic looking, to be fair. So, like, they'll have to do something with him unless they take that Karate Man gimmick, which I hope they don't. Oh, um, no. But, I mean... I prefer him – I guess I prefer him at AEW because I get scared when people go to WWE. I get terrified. Like, we watch all these guys come from the indies and go to WWE and nothing happened. I mean, Keith Lee is finally shooting up there, but, like, you get nervous. So, I I, I don't know. I just feel like AEW is more fit for him because he's friends with all of those guys.
2: Right, 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 right. All right, speaking –
1: and we can have him and Darby Allen fight again because I would love to. See oh, oh, so you
2: fight. want, so you want Ethan Page to break Darby Allen's arm again? That's what you want. Oh
1: man, what a <laughs> dude. that that feud was so amazing. That, that
2: like, that's what you want. That, you want you want Ethan Page to kill Darby Allen all you on you TV. That's what I you don't
1: want. To kill him.
2: You almost. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Remember, killing's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I, have page, I have an ethan page wrestling buddy
2: i know i know i saw i saw yeah
1: i got it for christmas he's next to my million dollar man one nice.
2: they're best friends all right all right speaking of AEW, let's talk about this main event we had kenny omega the good brothers uh quotation marks bullet club versus uh rich swan chris Sabin and moose i, I thought i thought this match was amazing but before Yo. we talk about moose. the match i gotta give kenny i gotta give kenny a congratulations
0: congratulations you played yourself
2: i get the whole trolling from the good brothers and kenny wearing the bullet club gear i get that i'm fine with that it's funny it's hilarious but come on kenny you're better than that out of all the shirts you could find you had to wear the halloween one one. that was that was all teared up like 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 a
1: belly shirt out of all the shirts it's so funny you say that (laughs) i messaged our friend deb because she has that shirt and loves kenny omega and i was like Deb, Kenny Omega is wearing your Halloween Bullet Club shirt. She's like, he's a good man. I love Kenny.
2: <laughs> Listen, there's so many Bullet Club shirts that he could have worn, right?
1: Okay, so how I look at it is, so heel Kenny, as we know, when he doesn't take his opponent seriously, mm-hmm. he wear he keeps his shirt on in the ring. Right. Like, that's a sign of disrespect and that he doesn't take them seriously. So what better way is to use the silliest of the Bullet Club shirts to say you don't take this guy seriously?
2: Good point. Good point. I, I still didn't like it, but good point. That, that's, I, a, that's a very strong point. I look at it the other way. I
0: look at it as he chose that shirt, right? Because of all the beef that's been going back and forth and kind of rub it in their face. Like, hey, trick or treat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the way that I took it. Sure. Like, it's the whole visual sure. of, hey, we're messing with you
2: and we're doing it on purpose. It, it's funny how... Omega right I he's watch the, wrestling He's the AEW world champion He was mean. in an Impact wrestling ring Wearing a New Japan shirt
1: Which is awesome I, I thought all of that Was wonderful I love this whole thing Of like all these Wrestling companies Coming together like Absolutely I, I love it I love that like Their kids Like who would have thought Me me, and Matt were taught We said Hey remember we went to Japan And watched Kenny Omega Remember Japan, Japan? <laughs> Yeah, remember Japan? We watched Kenny Omega, and then that the year before that we were watching Rich Swan on Two Hundred Five Live, and now we're watching them fight. Like, like this is crazy. Like, it's just so, so crazy. I really have to give it to Moose though, man. Yes, Moose yes. Him. Like he's so athletic and so agile. I mean, putting him in completely changed the dynamic of that match. Like, mm-hmm. obviously yeah, it because it was it wasn't It wasn't. I'm sorry, Motor City Machine Guns versus the Bullet Club. So, but still, I thought Moose was fucking fantastic. Yeah, so, he, really, he really stood so, out.
2: So Alex Shelley pulled out due to some circumstances. He didn't go into detail what was that, but he said it was not COVID-related. So they put Moose in and... At first, you see the graph, and you're like, man, this is a bummer. You know, everybody want to see the machine guns or whatever. But, man, Moose was a great replacement. Um, this guy has gone into incredible shape. He's great in the ring. Come in, he's come a long way from his early Ring of Honor days to what he is now. I think he's I think he's underrated in the ring. And even him and Kenny, well, Rich Swan and Kenny Omega had great chemistry. But also, Moose and Kenny had some great chemistry.
1: Every time Moose was coming in to against Kenny I couldn't wait like I was getting really excited because they were really just giving it to each other I yeah I really like moves like I always forget how agile he is and how athletic he is being a guy of his size
2: Mm -hmm. so uh, we had a new commentary team uh, D'Lo Brown, Matt Stryker um, I think they did a great job
1: much better than Josh Matthews and Madison Rain because Josh Matthews is married to Madison Rain and needs to call her by her full name every fucking five minutes what did you think of that, Madison Rain? That would be me <laughs> like, hey, Mario Martinez Junior. What do you think of
2: that? Wow. Like, my whole why? government.
1: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why he does that. He's terrible. I can't yeah. I'm I, glad we have a new I always like Max Stryker on commentary. I think TV. he's what I think I'm
2: he's underrated right? on, on as a Just color or run. a play a play by play.
1: Yeah, i i think I think they're a great team, and I, i'm I like that we have something different. I
2: like it. One thing I noticed during the main event was they never said Bullet Club. They they just said the sign, the hand sign. They never mentioned none of that. So I'm curious to see where this whole because uh, it is mostly Tama tweeting. It's Tama Tonga tweeting shit to like. <laughs> which is great, it's very entertaining on Twitter, uh, tweeting shit like, oh, they're not the Bullet Club, whatever, and obviously, the Good Brothers and, and Kenny Omega did this to Troll, and listen, this is all work whatever, but it's still entertaining to of see. Course. Like, these dudes showed up in Bullet Club gear, like fucking the Good Brothers. Again, trick or treat. Had Bullet Club <laughs> stitched on their tights, so I'm Yo, really, really
1: going in on that Halloween stuff. <laughs> Get it, man? Get it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really, really curious to see what Tama has to say about this.
1: I I love Tama. I think he's fantastic. I think I he's amazing. He's OG. He's OG Bullet Club man. OG.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I yeah I love it, and I love the back and forth. He keeps h- himself relevant along with them. Like he's just being a fucker, and I I love it.
2: Lastly, on Impact, they did uh, show a little promo package of their next pay-per-view. I think it's April 24th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, It's called Rebellion. And did you notice something interesting on that logo?
1: The Omega sign? Yes. Yeah, I noticed it.
2: So what do you think? You think we're getting this title versus title?
1: Probably. Well, Kenny was saying he's a belt collector, right? Mm -hmm. I hope he doesn't take it off of Rich Juan, but I guess, I mean, it would make sense. But I don't know. I don't think he should. I... I'm cool with it.
2: I'm cool with it. I, I kind of want to see it. I'm actually looking forward to see this match because Rich Swan, man. This guy is
1: right. Oh, like, my who God. Thought, who <laughs> would have thought he would have been Impact Chip? When they made him win, I was like, oh, we're getting the happy ending. Yay, this is Go- great. But then I'm like, yo, I'm not hating this at all.
2: Who would have thought the 205 Live guy would be putting having a face off with of Kenny Omega and killing it in the ring?
1: Like, right so it's just yeah it's really fantastic and i'm really happy for him too and who would have thought like he's kind of pulling it off as the world champ and i dig it like i like it a lot
2: yeah i feel like uh impact wrestling is like the best kept secret um because to me they never have a bad show like like this has been this has been uh since 2018 since the beginning of 2018 since don callis and scott demore got there they just turned around this company and you know you obviously you, you don't see the same wrestlers there like it's kind of a revolving door but man their product is just so good I, I don't know how anybody could shit on the product without even fucking watching it it's consistent
1: so much they have so because they're thinking of tna they're not thinking of impact and there's so much talent they do goofy things don't get me wrong like overly goofy things mm-hmm. but i mean it's no better than lana and bobby lashley getting married like you know what i mean so it's There's so, like I said, there's so much talent on that show, and like they all work well together. I've never watched a match where I was like, "These two have no chemistry whatsoever." What is going on in this match? I never have that with Impact because I feel like they set up people with the right people to have matches against.
2: Mm -hmm. All right, Um, before Impact Wrestling uh, started last night, WWE sent out a a four-minute tweet video, and they made a WrestleMania announcement. All right, we're getting. (laughs) <laughs> so we're getting WrestleMania 37 too big for just one night. Um, again, it's gonna happen in Tampa, hopefully, because you just never know with this whole COVID situation. So Are you
1: gonna
2: go? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to go. I, I, par- I
1: want to go because, like, I want to go to a wrestling show, right? But then, like, I like cosplaying at, res- at WrestleMania. But if people come up to me and try to take a picture, I'm gonna be like, COVID, get away!
2: Oh, check this <laughs> out, fam. I'm not. I'm not cosplaying. At all because Tampa's hot And if I go to If I'm going to cosplay again it's going to be Pentagon like that's my go to gimmick at this point And you're
1: going to just melt you're just going to melt
2: Right and then it's just I don't know. Florida is just such a hot bed. Like, no no disrespect to Floridians, but...
1: No, shit. complete disrespect to Florida. Like, <laughs> complete disrespect. It's fucking hot, and it's humid, and it's sticky, and, like, it's, all, it's even hot when it, the sun goes down. Like, it takes forever for it to cool off, so I totally get it. The only time um, I disrespect
2: I, Florida is when I talk about Full Sail NXT, because I think that crowd is atrocious, but...
1: <laughs> they're awful. Uh-huh. The only reason I would want to go is because I want someone to jump off that fucking boat.
2: Right, right, right. <laughs>
1: the only reason I want to go, I need to see Kevin Owens jump off that boat. Like that's what I need, or Shane McMahon because it will probably be Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. But I need someone to jump off that boat, or I Jeff, or it could be team. Jeff Hardy. It.
2: it could be Jeff Hardy too.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know how I feel about Jeff.
2: I know, um, I know.
1: But- but yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I might have to wait till next year to go. It, it's
2: it. so crazy because last year I remember watching the Royal Rumble, and the second Edge came back, and I saw, I'm like, I gotta go to Mania. Like I didn't care what type of program Edge was involved in. I'm like, I gotta go to Mania. So I remember watching the Royal Rumble, and I think later on that night, I ended up buying my WrestleMania ticket. <laughs>
1: I didn't even buy a WrestleMania ticket, but I was 100% going. You and I were trying to work out like indie shows we were going together. Mm-hmm. We were going to sit next to each other at NXT. We were like planning this whole thing because I was going down there solo. I was like, yep, I'm going down solo. I'm staying with my friend. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to Disney after. I'm doing all this, and then the whole world shut
2: down. And, and then you know what happened? COVID said, congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. <laughs> that's what COVID did.
1: So, it was like, fuck off.
2: So that's happening this year. So we're going to have two big for just one night, all right? the The two-night uh, gimmick. And then right. next year... It's Dallas. Now, Dallas, that's something I might be interested in because I did Dallas a couple years ago. I thought Oh, the... did
1: you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mario did Dallas. Part. So <laughs> I went for WrestleMania 32, which is probably top five worst WrestleManias of all time.
1: Number one worst WrestleMania of all time. This is worse than. I think so.
2: It's, yeah. It's, probably... it's pretty fucking bad. It, it was, was bad. long
1: and bad, and everybody was dead by the time the main event happened, and nobody cared about the main event. Mm hmm. So everyone just sat there. I was there too. I was like, "This is so boring." I was playing on my phone at one point. I was like, "I want to go home." So I was like,
2: "While Mania was bad, while Mania was bad, the whole weekend was dope." Like, well,
1: I only went to one thing because I was with someone who didn't want to do anything. Oh. Uh, but I did go to NXT, <laughs> which was fucking Sucks fantastic, and we got to see Shinsuke versus with fucking Sami, Sami, Sami. Zayn.
2: Yeah. Amazing match.
1: Fucking unbelievable. But
2: what I liked about Dallas, it kind of reminds me a lot of New Orleans, where everything's so close by to each other. You don't have to fucking travel like a fucking half hour, 45 minutes to like another show. Everything is really well, nearby each other. New Orleans is a little
1: far away. New Orleans is a little far away, but New Orleans also, most of the indie shows are at the same spot that's far away so you can kind of just go there and just hang out there all day
2: right like i feel like when we did we went to the when we took the uber to go see like progress and what was the other one that we I did i do like,
1: you, like that that was progress. like a half that was I like a, a
2: right that was like a half hour away but
1: i don't even think it was a half hour maybe away. Was like 2015 it was like
2: 20, 15 20, 20, 20, 20, which is not yeah. bad it's not really bad at all right. but besides everything yeah. else is like near each other where you could actually walk to the venue
1: right and like new york like it's in Jersey, then it's over here, and then it's here, and you have to take the train. I didn't see you at all New York Mania Let week. Let me tell you like, something. Like, at all. And, like, this is our, like, domain, you know? And I was just so tired with that. Like, New Orleans, at least, like, once you get out of the show, you're not exhausted. You actually want to go party after. We partied till, like, 5 in the morning after WrestleMania right. in New Orleans. Because New Orleans, everybody's on the... On the strip, everyone's on Bourbon Street getting drunk, partying, like every wrestlers are there, Mm -hmm. like everybody just wants to hang out. So I think it should be in New Orleans every year.
2: I agree. Um, Let me tell you about Mania being in New York. I was fucking miserable. I was tired, no sleep whatsoever, because you had to get up early to go here. Then you had to go over here. It's just, it was too much. It was really just too much. Um, New Orleans, I didn't feel that way. Like New Orleans going to Mania, and even Dallas too, like leaving going back to work whether it was Monday or Tuesday I didn't feel tired like I felt like I just had a great weekend or four days or whatever like WrestleMania in New York Jersey I was fucking exhausted going back to work I was just like oh I was my exhausted God.
1: and I did the least amount of wrestling shows I ever do on WrestleMania weekend in new york i was kind of like i don't want to travel to jersey like i think joey janelle's was in jersey i'm like i'm not going all the way to jersey like that's and you had to schedule everything because everything was like an hour apart Right. even if you were taking the train you were like okay i have to go like i remember our friend was at um stardom and then he had to get to stardom to get to nxt and he was like i'm gonna miss the first two matches and it's like they don't give you any time to breathe like orlando we went to that show and we just stayed there all day. We mm. got there at two PM and just stayed there till three in the morning. Like we stopped and we got food and stuff, but we were literally there all day because all the shows were at that one spot.
2: Yeah, I remember uh Sam and I did MLW and then we had to leave during the main event to go back to Jersey to watch Impact. And it was just it was just too much. And then much. that that show didn't end till like two in the mor two, three in the morning. Go back home, sleep for like what, three hours to wake up again to head to New York. It was just it was just it was- too much. Yeah, it, too much. It was
1: poorly like set up. Like Tampa, I don't think was gonna be that bad. I think I made sure a lot of stuff was like near each other. Like, I, I, I did the same thing did.
2: too. Like I, I like I calculated distance and shit. Like where, where I was staying at. Okay, how far is this venue? And for the most part, yeah. everything was really nearby. Yeah. So I don't think Tampa is gonna be that way. But I don't know about Tampa this year. I'm not sure. I don't.
1: I don't think. It's I think I'm gonna pass.
2: Nah, I think I'm gonna pass too. Dallas, do- on the other hand, I think I want to do Dallas.
1: Oh, that's nice. <laughs> All right, and then I, they. <laughs> I want to do L A. They're gonna do L A. Hollywood's See, gonna be.
2: Um, I, I don't want to do Cal. I, it's not that I don't want to do Cali. The problem with Cali is, I feel. Nothing. I love it's California, but the problem is traffic there is fucking brutal. So like trying to get to different wrestling shows, you know, it's gonna be spread out. So like, let's say a place takes twenty minutes to get there, right? Hypothetically, right? It might take you an hour just to be in traffic. I'm not B for it. I'm sorry.
1: Right. Well, you would just have to check to see where it is and if everything's in close area.
2: Right. Well, but... I'm not
1: going. Also, it's an excuse to go to Disneyland if it's open. <laughs> that's, my, that's my notion. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going go to go
2: Disneyland. I just, and I know how I am. Like, during Mania Weekend, I want to do more besides just Mania and TakeOver. Like, I want to do other right. things, too. So, like, I'm not trying to, like like, to me, Mania Weekend is, it's, I want to do more than just Mania. I don't want to just go somewhere across the fucking country just to do WrestleMania and then that's it. No, I want to do other things too.
1: People do that. People fly in and do just Mania and then go home.
2: Well, those I are the only. I... Most of those people only watch WWE and don't even know anything else, or maybe have I no have interest in it.
1: The, I have more fun at the indie shows during WrestleMania weekend than I actually do at WrestleMania.
2: Yeah, I could, I could agree to that. I could yeah, agree to I definitely
1: that. do. I think it's more intimate. Indie shows they're more intimate and like i just feel like there's better quality matches sometimes whereas like mania is very showy and like too much mm-hmm. like new york was a perfect example i took a nap during the who had a match batista and uh triple h i fell asleep during that match three times even when i went back and watched it i fell asleep again because you have to take a nap because it's too long the,
2: the, it's just the whole the, the whole new york jersey thing It just it kicked my ass it kicked my ass
1: yeah, it's way too much. It's New Orleans is perfect because New Orleans, like, you could get to places. Mm-hmm. Like NXT was at a place you could walk to. The stadium is right up the street from Bourbon Street. So you could party in Bourbon Street, which is great because you don't have to go to the one bar everybody goes to. You can spread out and go to different bars and then go to the venue. And you could
2: And you could super kick random people like I did.
1: Oh, I was like, I didn't super kick anybody. <laughs> I was like, did I super kick someone? <laughs> I was like hitting people with my, uh, my peacock feathers the whole time. Oh, so that's
2: right, Charlotte.
1: Yeah, I was just whacking people the entire time. Thank God, because it was actually chilly that weekend. And I was like, thank God I wasn't like half naked. I only have this gigantic robe to keep me warm.
2: I find it funny that everybody knew I was Jimmy Uso and not Jay. <laughs>
1: That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was like, I was like, see, this is why you cosplay. It's super fun.
2: <laughs> Hopefully, I'll get to do it as Pentagon one day. Hopefully.
1: Yeah, and Leo's going to dress like... Who are you going to dress like, Leo? Uh,
2: Leo's not here. He took a, a piss break.
1: <laughs> That's why he's going to be. He's going to be the piss break. That's going to be his cosplay. <laughs> okay. He's oh. like, hi, I'm the piss break. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right.
2: Um, We got some unfortunate news this week. Uh, Drew McIntyre tested positive for COVID. Of course he did. Um and it coming from a week where he had a face off with Goldberg, which nobody wants to see.
1: Why would you announce that he's gonna face Goldberg even though he has COVID?
2: I don't know. I guess they're hopeful that he's gonna be, you know.
1: hopeful that they're gonna give Goldberg COVID? Like what's oh, going how? on here? Like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck. I don't want to see Goldberg. I, I think you could put Goldberg with anyone. I'd rather see Goldberg and fucking I don't know. Anyone, then not a title pitcher. I don't want to see Goldberg at all. Hey,
2: listen, I, I, I'm i with you. I, I don't want to see Goldberg at all. And just the way they're even – I did like a video package this week on Monday Night Raw where they're saying like, oh, this is the only title that, that Goldberg has never won. And it's just like, no, don't do this to Drew. I feel like Drew, he's done a great job as a as a champion, as a like a, in many ways a face of the company, uh, especially in the he time would-
1: – Right, definitely, especially with COVID. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, like, you know, how great would it have been when he won in front of a crowd? Like, it would have been fucking insane.
2: I just think of that Royal Rumble moment he had last year. Like, how the crowd went nuts when he eliminated Lesnar and when he actually won the thing.
1: And it it said it planted the seeds for the feud with Brock, and it made sense. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, Brock is mad that he he eliminated him from the Rumble, so all that's perfect. So, yeah, I don't... uh, I don't want to see Goldberg. I don't want to see mess ups. Like, you're, I mean, for being not an old man, he's an old man. Like, he's only 54, but he's, he's an old man for an old, man. he's old for a not old man. And it's, I don't want to see you wrestling Drew McIntyre. Like, put him against Randy Orton at this point. Put it, him against Triple H. The promo he rate.
2: cut on Drew was meant for Orton.
1: <laughs> right. Well, apparently, like, Drew did, was supposed to say shit about the legends and then. Goldberg was supposed to come out and yell at him, and then that didn't happen. So it made no sense when he's Ugh. yelling at Drew. I'm like, Drew didn't say anything about the legends. What are you talking about?
2: This whole this whole thing just doesn't make sense. But uh, Drew did respond to Goldberg uh, this past week on Mother Night Raw in a little video FaceTime type gimmick, and it's like, how can you? I don't know. I don't see how anybody can root against Drew. Like I, I get, that. I get like you know Goldberg. They, Vince looks at Goldberg in a certain way, which is so weird to me. Out of all the WCW guys, you see Goldberg this way and not like Sting when he was in your roster, or you know right, Booker right, right. during you know the that the what was it, the, um, the 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 mid two thousands and stuff. So it's just
1: <sighs> right, right. It's just a weird. It's like here we are again watching Goldberg. It's like when do you learn? When do people ever care about Goldberg? Bearing. If Goldberg came in to elevate other wrestlers and give them the rub, I'd totally be down with that. I, fine, if you're going to do that. But you're not. You're not doing anything of significance. You're just essentially burying people and just taking their title. Like, look at Kevin Owens. After he lost, he completely lost momentum.
2: He's never been—Kevin Owens, and I was telling you this privately, Kevin Owens never has been the same the second he lost to Goldberg till, like, this Roman Reigns program.
1: He completely lost it. And then, like, look at the fiend. The fiend they built him up as this like supernatural badass. And we're like, hmm, who's gonna be the one to defeat him? You mm-hmm. have Goldberg defeat him in what? Two minutes? did <sighs> he beat him in like two minutes? With or a botched
2: like jackhammer, the jackhammer it looked more like a suplex. It's it just right.
1: It was a fucking mess. And it's like, why do you keep doing this? Stuff? And I
2: don't blame Goldberg. And you know what? I don't blame Goldberg because he's getting a check. But WWE had one job back in 2016. Bring him back. Have the match with Lesnar. If you wanted to do, uh, you know, plant seeds at the Royal Rumble between them two, cool. Maybe have Lesnar eliminate Goldberg or something and then lead it on to Mania. That's fine. But you need, didn't need a title for that. I'm sorry. You didn't.
1: I thought the Goldberg, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar match in Orlando was perfect. It's exactly how it should have went down, like, regardless of the title. Like, that match was supposed to be, how long was it? It was like three minutes and that's as long as it should have been and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to bring Goldberg back for that, that's fine, but a title does not need to be in the picture. You don't always need to come in taking taking titles from people that you don't need to be taking it from because then it's, there's no significance to the person that beats you. Like, it's so stupid.
2: Five years later, Goldberg is still around, nobody wants to see him and he had two title reigns at this point.
1: Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Ding. He's a very nice man, though. I will say that. He's no, and that's what I—that's nice. what I
2: mean. Like, I, I, this is not like me hating on Goldberg because I actually like Goldberg. I think he means well. It's just the way they book this guy. It's like we don't want you know Goldberg's music at this point, right? When you said when Goldberg first returned, people were losing their minds the second they heard Goldberg's theme. Now Goldberg's music is kind of like. When you used to hear Roman Reigns' theme song before when nobody wanted to see Roman. That's the equivalent of it now. When you hear yeah, Goldberg, like, you're like,
0: oh, no!
1: Yeah, it's like, no! It's the <laughs> Darth Vader, no, because nobody wants to see it. It's like, are you trying to give us a pee break? And it's like, I don't want a pee break for Drew McIntyre. I want to watch Drew McIntyre wrestle. Like, I want to see him against anybody. I want Drew against Matt Riddle. I want Drew against Keith Lee. I want Drew against Randy. Like, I want all of this. Like, I just don't understand why we're picking Goldberg. <sighs>
2: Well, speaking of old legends returning, Triple H returned uh this past week. Uh, We kind of... Um, the pro, the the back and forth between him and Oren reminded me of their build to one of these, like, uh Saudi shows for Triple H and Oren where it was like, hey, uh, if you want to... Maybe you can find your balls in Stephanie's purse. Like, they used that exact same line in, like, a couple years ago for one of these Saudi shows, if I'm not mistaken. One of these fucking shows where it was, like, a one-off where Oren and Triple H fought. Um... Mm-hmm. So, Orrin challenged Triple H to, like, I guess, like, a fight or something. Uh, Triple H, like, knocked... (laughs) A fight or something. It was something. (laughs) Let me tell you something. During that main event segment where they were having... (laughs) Triple H looks so gassed. Don't get me wrong. He's in incredible shape, but he's gassed out. He's Papa H. He's a father now. You know, he's he's an old man. Like, you don't want to
1: three girls he's probably exhausted like he's surrounded by women and test and estrogen the entire time he's like all right i'm done with this
2: you know triple h is not the cerebral assassin anymore he's like the type of guy you just want to give a hug to at this point
1: <laughs> yeah i he i don't know what's happening like, I just <laughs> i'm just like okay triple h are you out here again do you need to do this Do we have nothing for randy orton like i do like the alexa bliss stuff I love the Alexa Bliss stuff.
2: I think Alexa Bliss, her the power she has of reinventing herself. I feel like
1: I think That's she,
2: not... as a whole, is underrated. I feel like they don't give Alexa Bliss
1: what? enough credit. What? I don't think she's underrated. I think I, I think
2: people don't give her enough credit. To be honest I with you,
1: think she's fantastic. I remember when she first started like mouthing off to Becky Lynch, and I was complete in complete awe. I was like, whoa. I was like, Alexa Bliss can talk? And then that was it. I mean... I,
2: I think people don't give her credit. I think some of the IWC that love, you know, the, the they only love the Beckys or, like, the, 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 the Sashas or whatever. I feel like they don't put Alexa in that category for whatever reason. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, this girl's gold.
1: Her character and, like, keeping that feud relevant with The Fiend and Orton while The Fiend's not here. Like, her just keeping herself relevant and keeping the story fresh and fun. All that, like... She's killing it. I fucking love it.
2: Me too. So, when what, what do you think we're going to see the Fiend again? Or Bray, or another version of Bray? Because I'm not even sure at this point it, we're going to see the actual Fiend. It could be like another version of Fiend or Bray or something.
1: So, he's going to be like split where he has multiple personalities? Um, I, I, I actually,
2: I've always wanted that from Bray. Like, when Bray came back as like old school Bray during that quick cup of coffee with Braun Strowman during the summer, like, I wish we got like many faces of Bray. Like, that's the Bray Wyatt I want.
1: All Bray, I love. I love all gimmick Bray. Like, they've just, Bray's just gimmick works. Like, it's a fun gimmick. Uh, I don't know when we're going to see him. I would hope at Royal Rumble so we can set up to Mania. But then, like, what are we doing with him? Is it going to be him and Randy and Mania? Is that what we're aiming for? Are we getting a Firefly Funhouse match? Like, are we doing a cinematic match? Like, I don't, I don't know. And I don't know when... What else? What's after What's after Rumble? What's in February?
2: Isn't it the Elimination Chamber or the Chamber of Elimination?
1: I thought Elimination Chamber was like... Is that February? I always think that at the end of the year. I never know.
2: Elimination Chamber is uh, February, if I'm not mistaken. That's where they usually like... So, like, let's say Drew, for example. Last year, he won the Rumble. He challenged Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship, right? So, usually around Elimination Chamber, they'll crown whoever's gonna challenge for the other title. That's what they normally do. But last year, they had a... You know, Roman just face off with Goldberg for no reason. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. a lot of I, I black out. Yeah, I, I like, I like
2: rightfully out. so because I I was trying I was trying to black that yeah. out too.
1: <laughs> they're bringing back the King of the Ring pay per view too. I think they they said they don't know if they're doing it as a one thing or they're doing it as a week tournament. So hopefully Xavier Woods wins King of the Ring.
2: It wasn't he, he's been gunning for the return of the King of the Ring, right?
1: He wants King of the. I love King of the Ring. I love it when they actually like works. Like I remember when they announced it and I'm like, so I was like, Who are you picking to win? And why is it Baron Corbin? <laughs> and everybody was like, Baron Corbin's not winning. And I was like, Are you crazy? I'm like, obviously he's winning. He's the perfect person. He's a heel. I was like, obviously he's gonna win King of the hey, Rings. You know what's funny? I don't Dur- like face
2: during those series of matches, you know, Baron Corbin was getting cheers because he was putting on some good performances.
1: I love Baron Corbin. I think Baron Corbin, you know me. I love fucking Baron Corbin. Nah, I think, I think Baron think Corbin's he, cool I think too. I, think, I he, think he also works, does his things correctly. Yes,
2: yes, he really does. Uh, All right, more on the WWE front. SmackDown. So going back to two weeks ago at this point, uh, Nakamura had a great showing in a gauntlet match. Um, I believe if there was a crowd, I think we could get this Nakamania movement going. Um,
1: oh, let's hope so.
2: Um, I'm not saying that the doors closed on that, but man, this guy had a incre- that's one thing I gotta give credit to WWE. They know how to do gauntlet matches, man. They did it with Gauntlet matches
1: are my favorite gimmick match. It's my all time favorite gimmick match. But before any of that, let's talk about the very, very important thing of Shinsuke Nakamura. He got rid of his garbage music and he has the better of the music back.
2: All right. Well, well i'm happy that his old theme it. is back right it. even though we didn't get things. we didn't get the whole thing because it, it kind of just cut the intro and he just started walking out so he could cut like this little quick like
1: no more of that garbage one pooey get out of here
2: all right salt of the earth
1: <laughs> i hate that fucking as soon as i started rapping i was like what but, but here's the thing like, they needed
2: to mind? do that because he was heel and they needed to stop the crowd singing the song so they needed to do something to make the people stop singing the song so it makes sense in theory you need to stop being biased (laughs) (laughs) and like get why they did it and i don't think the song was bad
1: i was terrible it sounded fucking stupid i hated it but he's a heel i hate every minute of it so heels have to have bad music so Whatever, I'm not gonna start.
2: But I don't think the song would I don't think the, 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 I don't Hardly. think it was bad. I just think it was different because they needed to stop the audience from, you know, oh.
1: <laughs> Sounds like it's garbage.
2: Well, if it, it, it did, it did justice then because you didn't like it and, you know, he's a heel, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I didn't not root for him. I oh, love heels. I'm a fucking heel mark. Of course I love heels. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm bumped.
2: Okay, so Nakamura. I so the second he had the show, and I'm like, oh man, I really hope they do something with Nakamura. I hope this is not like a one night thing or whatever. Let's let's you know, let's rev him up. Let's put some more credibility on Nakamura again, because we all know this guy is the guy that was putting on five star, six star matches in fucking Japan. Like we know this from Nakamura. Right. Like, unfortunately, since he moved to SmackDown, he just never. Really hold held up to that, you know, due to some poor booking decisions from WWE, unfortunately.
1: Um, and sorry, what was that? No, I got excited. I was like, right. <laughs> so, um,
2: <laughs> he didn't even get an NXT run the way he did, you know. So it, it's just, it's unfortunate.
1: So for me, when I first saw Shins- the first time I ever saw Shinsuke Nakamura wrestle was against Sammy Callahan, uh, Sammy Callahan, Sammy Zayn at Dallas Takeover. So I was saying. You know, people hyped him up a lot. So this match better fucking kill because this is going to keep eyes on him. And he fucking, of course, I was mm-hmm. like, totally hooked on Shinsuke when I saw him. I was like, that's it. I knew about him, obviously. But that's the first time I really saw him wrestle. And I was like, okay, this is going to be great. And then nothing happened with him. And I'm like, why aren't you keeping momentum with a guy that that's so over outside WWE? Why can't you keep the momentum going? So I'm happy this is happening because we all were fiending for him in styles and like that went on way too long and didn't do anything like why are you having them wrestle three times and not putting the belt on him already like so I'm happy they're finally doing something with Shinsuke and it's making me very happy
2: so before we talk about uh, what could potentially happen with Nakamura now um, going back to the AJ thing I feel like if they would have had AJ turn on Nakamura the results would have been different the, the, their whole feud was about low blows And going back to that WrestleMania 34 match, was it the Tokyo match that they had uh, two years prior? No, it wasn't their Tokyo Dome match. But if you watch that match, the match was good. It's just, I think it was poor placement. I thought the finish was just weird with the whole little blowing thing. It's just, uh, I don't know. And then the just series of matches, I think until they had like their last man standing match, which was their last match, that was like their match. that was like, wow,
1: you know? Yeah, I... I don't know. I mean, I feel like Nakamura lost so much momentum and so much steam. So, Mm -hmm. like, I'm happy with these golem. The golem matches, like you said, they really put people over. I mean, look at Kofi. And uh, just uh, golem matches in general are just my favorite. I love the whole thing of one coming out after. I just love that whole gimmick. So, I mean, we could get Nakamania, which is kind of exciting.
2: So, this week on SmackDown, they started the show uh, with Jey Uso cutting a promo. And Jey Uso, another guy that, man, who would ever thought, like, because when you think of the Usos, you mostly think of Jimmy, right? Because Jimmy was the more charismatic of the two. But, man, Jay Uso has been just killing it as a singles act, being part of, like, this Roman Reigns, like, I guess, like, mafia-type thing that he's building with Heyman. And Jey Uso starts cutting a promo, and he starts running down Nakamura and saying that he's going to handle business. Nakamura comes out, you know, with his old theme. Uh, and I think he says a line like, "Oh, if uh, Roman Reigns is the big dog, you're Roman's little puppy," or something like that, something like that. And then they yeah. had an incredible match, and Nakamura picked up the win. And I'm hoping this builds, is starting to build up momentum, and maybe Nakamura won't get a world title match in Mania, but maybe he could get, he could become credible again, where he's like a main event player.
1: Right, he can have a Mania moment, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We don't have to, we don't have to like try hard to get a Mania moment if you have a good match with him. I don't know what they're doing with Cesaro, though, because, like, then they have, like, the Cesaro thing where he kind of was making excuses why he didn't save Nakamura, and then, you know, why he was on kind He was like, oh, well, the Tropicana field is very big. It took me a very long time. I didn't yeah. have time to get there. So I don't know if they're going to go with a jealousy angle and eventually break them up. I don't know what's going on with that. I would love to see the two of them wrestle.
2: I mean, that... Yeah. I, I, if I had a bet, I could see that happening. I could see... uh this leading to a feud, it seems like Cesaro's going to eventually turn on Nakamura. But at the same time, it's like, you saw the match Cesaro had with Daniel Bryan. It's like, how can you not cheer for this guy too? Like they put on a, they put on a ring of honor match.
1: Yo, I love Cesaro. Like the, it, it's, mind-blowing to me that he's never been in the title picture. Like, it's crazy to me. Like, is it because you think he can't talk? Like, what is it missing with him? Like, he's so talented, and he's so good in the ring. He puts on these amazing matches, and I just – I don't understand. Like, he should be – he's another one, like, should be in the main title picture.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know what's uh, missing with Cesaro. I think um just so many things that they tried to do with him. Um I thought he's the Paul – han- I thought the Paul Heyman pairing, I didn't, it just didn't fit Cesaro. Cesaro didn't need that. And then I think at one point he was a uh, part of Jack Swagger and what's his face? I of. love
1: that. What? We the people. That shit's great. You're crazy. I love that.
2: It didn't fit him though.
1: Love it. Yo, but you know what? Cesaro makes it work. He no, was, he
2: makes he, it work. But to me yeah, as a fan, he, I feel like he didn't need that.
1: Right. He's the ultimate tag team man. Like, he always, like, he... Anytime he's in a tag team, it's fucking gold. It's just, okay, we get it. He's gold as a tag team. Can we please put him as a single person? Like, let's just do it.
2: I think him and Sheamus had some of the, the, the their... The best tag team. The be, to me, not the best tag team, like, in... in th- up there. Up
1: they're there.
2: Up there, but, like, I think some of their stuff, like their backstage segments and just their the their, their chemistry on the mic was, I think, it was gold.
1: And during that seven series shit that they were doing we all knew it was going to end like that we all knew they were going to become a tag team Mm -hmm. like we knew it but we didn't care because we know what it's like to have cesaro on a tag team he's fucking gold with a tag team he brings out the best it's just how long are you just going to keep this guy with random tag team partners before you just give him a fucking shot like it's just so irritating like this man is so talented and it's just why are you trying to get him to put other people over just give him like his own shit
2: I agree I agree um so last week we also got Adam Pierce randomly winning the the gauntlet due to interference from Roman and uh Jey Uso and and like I said last week this is no disrespect to Adam Pierce I know he's a former NWA world champion I know he had a great run in ring of honor in the indies or whatever but it's like it's just so random like the guy that's you know making the matches backstage or whatever now all of a sudden he's gonna get a title shot against Roman and I guess you know you gotta let the story play out, and it did play out this week. Cause they back and forth throughout the whole show. We had like uh, contract disputes where where Roman saying like, "No, this doesn't work. Let's make this an ODQ." And then it became a last man standing. And then Heyman being the weasel that he is, you know, you know, talking to Adam Pearce saying like, "No, we're doing this to benefit you and yada yada whatever." So the main event segment we had the contract signing. Uh, Roman cocky as fuck. You know, I love this version of Roman. Uh, he signs a contract. Adam Pierce signs a contract. And Adam Pierce tells Roman, I've been waiting for this all night. And he has a smirk on his face. Roman's looking at him, confused. Paul Heyman says, like, What? And Adam Pierce walks away. And all of a sudden, he starts limping. And w- credit to WWE because they use something that it's right in front of us, but I- they never played it into story. And that is card subject to change. And I thought that was really right. smart. Where Adam Pearce said, "Hey, I've been having this nagging injury that comes back and forth, and I might not be able to um, perform at Royal Rumble, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna find you a suitable replacement." And out comes Kevin Owens. I thought this was great, and I
1: love it. yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a really clever way of getting Kevin Owens into the match instead of just being like, "I don't want to wrestle Kevin." <laughs> Kevin-
2: <laughs> right. It was very Kevin- smart, and it man, I I wish the the creative of SmackDown was also doing the creative of Raw because it's just night and day, these two shows. SmackDown is, is such an enjoyable two hours to watch, and then Raw, it's like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Raw is a train wreck.
1: Yeah, Raw is always a train wreck. Um, But, yeah, I really like this, and, of course, you know I love Kevin Owens. And what I love about Kevin Owens is what we saw in the TLC match is even though we knew Roman was winning – there were moments where I thought yes. Kevin Owens was going to win. He made like, you believe. Oh, I was like, well, Kevin Owens is my current. He's my favorite wrestler. Um, So just watching him and I'm just like, whoo, and I would jump and I'm like, man, is Kevin Owens going to get this? Is he going to get that belt? Like you, there are moments and that's what's great about storytelling in the ring. And what's great about Kevin Owens is he does make you believe for a certain point that he might win.
2: Yeah, the, even the cage match that they had on SmackDown, um, it was right after, I forgot who was playing. It was a football game. Um, after... Well, not the Ravens tomorrow. Not
1: the Ravens. Ah! ah <laughs> stick to your soccer and listen, you're a
2: Giants fan, so I don't want to hear it.
1: <laughs> I already saw my Giants win the Super Bowl. That, that's I'm, the, good. The, the, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good.
2: <laughs> so, the, the, they started SmackDown, I think, it was a cage match. I think it might have been New Year's... Was it New Year's Day? No, no. it wasn't New Year's Day. It was Christmas Day, I think. Um where they had Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns start the show, and even that cage match, I think it went like two or three segments. That match was great.
1: Yeah. Well, Kevin Owens is the best. He's so fucking good. He's just so talented. I fucking love him.
2: Yeah, Goldberg fucked him. Excuse me? Goldberg fucked him. He fucked oh, his mom. Oh, oh. I
1: was like, "Whoa, yeah. where are we going with See, this?" Yeah,
2: where are you going, Mario? No. But first of all, Leo, don't. Where are you going with da- this? Danielle, she just has a dirty mind. She always has a dirty How
1: mind. How dare you? I am an angel. I go to church every Sunday. Oh, wait, today's Sunday. Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
2: caught
0: yourself in a lie. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, the yeah, go Gold, that whole Goldberg thing was so unnecessary and so stupid. And it really killed Kevin Owens' momentum. But I'm glad that we are here and we are going to see Kevin Owens have a match with Roman Reigns again. And it's an okay that we've seen them wrestle what th- three or four times now. And we, I'm we- cool with
2: it. I think that I did see, and they were in the minority. Some people like, oh, another Kevin Owens and Roman match. But I'm like, yo, they they've been putting on <laughs> some great matches. And th- isn't this what we want? We want to see awesome. oh.
1: Also, those are mofos that like see one good match and say fight forever. It's like, okay, well, here we are. Fight forever. Now they're fighting again. So stop complaining. Like, ugh, people are so irritating. You deserve but... it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What's the what's the chant you hate? Oh, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. That, I hate what? that what?
2: chant pisses me off so much because they'll do it for any little fucking thing. Oh, it fucking pisses me off.
1: Well, this is awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna end the show like that. I'm gonna be like, this is awesome. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. say that to you every day. I'm gonna text you every day. This is awesome, just for no reason. You're welcome. No! <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I'm okay with this. I don't know if Owens is gonna be the one to take the belt off of Roman, but I mean, it's okay to play make believe for now and think maybe he could win. That would be we're gonna
2: great. To- we're gonna see a great match, and I don't see Owens beating Roman, but. It's going to be a great match. You know, Last Man Stand. It should be dope. Absolutely. Um, The women's division right now, not including NXT, not including NXT because I think NXT, they're doing a great job. But, like, or the Impact. women's... What was that? Or Impact. Or Impact. But the women's division on Raw and SmackDown, to me, has been, like, really wonky. Um, Like, it's just... Like, I think this week on SmackDown, we got, well, like, a, a Sasha... A Sasha Carmella segment where Sasha just slapped uh, Carmella pushed Carmella, and then um, hit, uh, Carmella's little—I don't know what to even call him—like bartender gimmick, whatever, right. whatever he is, uh, uh, whatever he is to Carmella. Now Sasha, Sa- Sasha's like challenge him to a match for like at some point, and then we had a pretty entertaining Bailey and Bianca Belair uh, in ring segment which is like uh, Bailey's new talk show, Ding Dong Hello, which I I thought it was really, really funny. I I enjoyed that more than the Britt Baker stuff that we saw this week on AEW.
1: Uh, I liked it. I just feel that sometimes, especially with WWE, even with AEW, they don't know what to do with women, which is very weird. Like, why do women's feuds always have to be like a jealousy thing, a name-calling thing, or just trying to get the title? Like can't we think of other storylines like you think of other things with men why can't you do it with women? Right. I feel like A- AW first of all AW what women's division because I I haven't seen one. Can you show me the women's division because Oh,
2: we're going to we're going to definitely get your thoughts on that.
1: <laughs> right. Whereas like WWE it's always something stupid where someone stole someone's boyfriend. Someone like Someone secretly in love with someone or someone called bullies someone. It's like, is this what women do to get fights? Like, is this all you think? Like, where are your women writers? Like nobody puts a, like said, I understand it's Vince, but like nobody thinks maybe we can come up with something better. And you have women tag teams, tag titles, and you have no women tag teams because you constantly break them up and then just put people together. Like what we have like two tag teams and like I I just don't get it. And why aren't we utilizing the tag teams, having them go on NXT, having them be on SmackDown, having them be on Raw? These are things that you should do because that's what works. And that, and then you can showcase more women. You have all these women, just find tag teams. Don't separate Peyton Royce and then just put her in another tag team. It oh. makes no sense. It, none of this makes sense. It's like, why break up a tag team just to put her with another one? It makes no sense. If you want to make her a single star, make her a single star. But... What are you doing with Billy Kay now? Like it, it, it all this is a mess. It's mess, just, mess, the mess. the
2: the the separation of the iconics is so It's
0: the worst thing.
2: It's, it's mind-boggling so to me. Why would you separate the iconics?
0: That was the most entertaining, annoying piece <laughs> of the show. They're,
1: they're also like the only legit tag team. Yep. Like besides, I guess the Riot Squad. But are they even a squad? Because there's two of them. I the
2: Riot like, Duo.
1: <laughs> the Riot Duo. Right. <laughs> So like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me like why like we need women tag team you want more women on tv like tv have more women matches make tag teams then and keep them together and then have them fight for the women's tag titles i just don't understand it, yeah it well, really well speaking of
2: the women's tag titles you have charlotte now who's a co-holder of the women's tag team championship now getting into a few with like lacey evans and rick flair like turn on charlotte it's like why is this happening? And then also, it's like, where the hell's Oscar?
1: Someone stole your meme, by the way. Which meme? The meme of um, Ric Flair and Lacey Evans and then uh, Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Someone stole it, rotated it, and put their logo on it. I thought I sent it to you. Maybe I just sent it to Brady.
2: Nah, you didn't send it to me.
1: I'm going to send it to you. Thank you for, for not sending me. it. <laughs> No, I ju- I could have swore I sent it to you, but yeah, they still.
2: It, it, it's fine. Listen, it, it, to me, it's not the first time, and it won't be the last time people s- steal our shit because nobody's ever creative. They gotta steal, the, you know, whether it's you guys or or anybody that 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 I is creative it. with. Oh,
1: I was like, I don't steal your shit. No,
2: no, no. I'm saying like stealing Whoa. stuff oh, from yeah. you guys, the Hillmars, or anybody oh, yeah. else. Like the, you know, people oh, you can't come right. up. Like I listen, th- I did a post one time, and I remember the Royal Ramble you know reposting my post and gave, and tag me on it right which that's clean that's fine you're giving credit to the original person somebody then copied that the royal ramble use all their hashtags use everything like this ain't even your shit
1: like <laughs> yeah it's just the worst. i hate that shit i hate it eh, but anyway it is what but it is yeah. <laughs> so like that whole thing with charlotte and Ric flair and like, like all that was just I, I i don't know like why does it always have to be like the women are like the sultry like why are they these succubuses? Why are they always bullying each other and calling each other ugly and fat? It's like, do you have, like, men coming out there and calling each other ugly? Like, I, it's just so stupid
2: to hey, me. Hey, buddy, you're fat.
1: Yeah, like, and Kevin Owens <laughs> would hey, be like, Keith okay. Keith Lee. <laughs> Right, or Keith Lee, or but it what, would what, I mean maybe they do the fat things because they'll say hey fat boy or big boy or whatever, but it's never like I'm mad at you because you're getting more attention than me. Like you never hear the boys doing that. It's always the women, and it's so stupid.
0: But like, that's what happens when you have an old man that's out of touch, still writing this shit or approving this, because there might be there might be a lot of writers that do come up with different angles, and he probably shoots them down
1: problem, but it's just, it's so, it's so
2: <laughs> Daniel's so annoying I know,
1: it's so frustrating being a woman like, I know, I, to, I like, feel
2: for I feel for it too, cause I, I, I oh,
1: I, you
0: guys will be fine, it's frustrating right. being a woman listen,
1: listen, You'll I have to look through the attitude error I think I'll be okay, cause the attitude error like destroyed women, like, I, everyone like exactly, like, the attitude error was the best, and I'm like hmm, but was it like
2: especially what Lita came out with, I think was this week or last week, about but, the whole uh, live sex celebration,
1: yeah, what the right. hell that's oh. what I'm saying, like you know what it was like being a girl loving wrestling and seeing all the girls just wearing fucking nothing and shaking their asses and having fake sex on stage like I, I mean, mean we,
0: we kind of knew that McMahon was like dirty like that
1: right but these weren't women that I wanted to look up to like Lita was my favorite my favorite female wrestler but like these weren't women that I was like mm, when I grow up I want to be a wrestler and do this stuff like no like now girls have like Charlotte and Becky and like any of the women on the roster because none of them do that anymore so like i always have to say like when people say the attitude error i'm like yeah but like think about the women during the attitude error like and you
2: know what as a as a and i had this conversation i can't remember who i had this conversation with but like as a kid right like when you're in your early teens or whatever right like i used to see this stuff and i'm like man trish looking like this and looking like that and i'm like wow they look amazing so you know as a in your teens, you're looking at this like, oh, hot women, right? But then as you get older, you're like, man, what a piece of shit. Like, they were belittling belitt- these women. Like, it's fucked up.
1: Right. So think of me as a girl watching wrestling and being in love with wrestling forever. And it's me being like, like when people ask my favorite wrestlers, I never really said a woman because mm-hmm. where do I have women to look up to right. at that point? Right, you know, right, right. Like, it definitely like Trish and Lita kind of like fixed it, you mm-hmm. know, like slowly, and then but then we went right back into Diva Search and like the Bellas Aww. and like all that nonsense. So like we had that. I mean, I I wish I was a little girl now, growing up watching these women because it's fucking fantastic. It's nice not having women as a pee break. It's nice being able to watch women and be like, yeah. It's nice to hear that WrestleMania in New Orleans, people wanted Charlotte and Oscar to be the main event. They were like, "This should be that should have been the main event." Should've. That was, of course, it should have. That it's, that
2: was. You can make the argument that was one of the best matches that whole night.
1: It was one of the best matches, and it the story wrote itself. Yes. Asuka was undefeated. Charlotte was going to be the one to dethrone her because she's the queen, and it would have been amazing. They hug at the end, which I'm not a huge fan of, but still, it would have been a nice happy ending instead of everyone just being like, I can't wait. And to so Brock
2: you, you, you're and telling it. me you wouldn't want Asuka to turn heel and low blow Charlotte? Sure,
1: sure. <laughs> like, at least there's something, but you know what I mean? Like, no, 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 I
2: get it. I get it. I get it.
1: So it, it's just very irritating that they messed up so bad that they had to do it for New York when it was a friggin' twelve and a half hour show. And like Becky, everyone was excited. Becky won, but everyone was tired by that time.
2: And you know what? You you had mentioned the Bellas, and listen, I think anybody that listens to this show knows I'm not really a Bella fan, right? You're uh, not.
1: What about what about the Brie Bella shirt I gave you for your birthday? You
2: never gave me a shirt. That's why you Bella. love that shirt. You, you never gave me a Brie mo shirt. Me you
1: sleep in that shirt. And. and
2: I give them credit for being like very business oriented and and being entrepreneurs. I give them credit for that and what they've done with the Total Divas, Total Bellas brand. I give them credit for that. Oh yeah, they're they they're, they're great at that. That's their niche. But like this idea that they were they were uh key components of the women's evolution and they were actually great in the ring. They weren't. They were never great in the ring ever. Okay, they were never great in the ring. And the reason why they were so popular is due to their show. Remember, keep in mind they left the WWE and came
1: back. Yep, yep, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because when I talk to people that don't follow wrestling, they immediately know Nikki and Brie Bella mm-hmm. because of Total Divas, because of Total Bellas. They know them because of that, and it doesn't. It didn't really change the way. Like when they're like, "Oh, when people were like, give Divas a chance," and it's like, "Yeah, you were in that match, you... but I don't think that was directed towards you."
2: They were the. Th- that's why they were the heels. When it came to that whole story, because they were the definition of that diva era.
1: Right, right. I think, I think, I honestly think Triple H had a big thing to do with it. Triple H's wife popped out three girls. He's like, I can't be having Trish like attitude era women or divas when my girls maybe want to grow up to be wrestlers. I need to fix this. Right. So now we have like all these amazing women who like, put on amazing matches like think of sasha when when people talk about women's matches to watch immediately i say sasha and bailey from brooklyn takeover yes. like that match is fucking phenomenal the storytelling alone in that match is fucking fantastic
2: mm-hmm. i agree i agree i'm 110%. getting very excited sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah it's just um and, and i want to talk about nxt next because that's they, i think they're booking their women right but it's just right now you know we're going into the royal rumble it's like, what the fuck are they really doing with the women's division on both Raw and SmackDown? It's just, it's in, it's in limbo.
1: There's nothing, and like when you try to think of who's gonna win the Royal Rumble, like you have people you want to win the Royal Rumble, but like, what is that gonna do? I,
2: I I'm gonna say the Rhea Ripley or Bianca Belair. Those are. My... I think
1: Bianca Belair should win. That's yeah. my. I want Rhea Ripley to win because I fucking love Rhea Ripley, but mm-hmm. I think Bianca should win.
2: All right, let's talk about NXT. So, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, are you getting excited for NXT, Leo?
1: <laughs> you don't watch NXT? No, of course
2: okay. not. <laughs> so NXT, um right now we're in the middle of the, the Dusty Cup, and they also made the announcement that there's gonna be a women's dusty cup as well. They announced four teams so far. You have the Way, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell, uh Caden Carter and Casey Canazzaro,
1: I believe her last name is. Sure, that one, yeah.
2: Yeah, um Shousey Blackheart, Ember Moon, and Tony Storm, Mercedes Martinez. I would assume there's gonna be another four teams announced this week coming up.
1: I was um, very intrigued by Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. Well, I mean,
2: it's one of those mishmash teams. I mean, we right. do get that at times in in Dusty Cup, uh, Dusty Cup, uh, Tag Team Classic, where they'll just put two random singles. Acts, you know, they, they probably will get eliminated in the first round. I could be wrong here, but um, we'll see what the other four teams get announced next week. I would assume because I don't think it's going to be a four team <laughs> cup. I doubt it.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know.
2: Um, What I do hope for is the winner of this cup get a shot at the tag team championships.
1: Oh, yeah. that I mean, when they win the cup, what happens? Nothing. They just have a cup, right?
2: Well, I think the first one—wasn't the first one
1: Finn and, uh, Finn and
2: Joe? I don't think they got a tag team title shot.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what—when you win something, you should have—get something from it. Right. So by you winning— this cup, you should be able to get a title shot. Uh, and it would be a tag team title shot. And I think that's fantastic. Because I was just saying, especially with the women's,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we can have Charlotte and, and Asuka go on that show and have a match with them or them come on the, their show. Like, that's what you should have.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, especially with the tag team championships, um they're not really using those championships to their full potential on either Absolutely Raw no. or SmackDown. And Absolutely. I feel like if it was on NXT they would be used to their full potential
1: cuz they use the women to their full potential on NXT I feel. I feel like I hear women's name buzzing on NXT much more than I hear the men's.
2: Mm-hmm. No, because I agree.
1: They, it, it's kind of like it's I the same
2: them. is the same as Impact. Like a women's match in NXT is at par with the rest of the matches on the show.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, so I mean it just it just writes itself. You should definitely have them have a title shot and i hope i hope that's what we get from it i hope it's not too mishmashy who wins and it would make sense for them to have a title shot against oscar and charlotte even if they don't win just have a title shot
2: i agree so speaking of the dusty cup um we got the debuting of the rascals msk
1: matt Uh, striker's kids
2: (laughs) i just are we gonna get like Find out what's the anchor like. What what it means? MSK. Are they just gonna be like no? They're just called MSK. Like I, I, I,
1: was trying, I was trying to think of names yesterday, and I kept using words that started with C and replacing them with K mm-hmm. because like that's the cool thing to do. Apparently, I forgot what I was thinking. I was thinking of weird stuff. I was like, uh I don't know. I was like, must stop karate was one of them. I wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've
2: I've seen people online speculate different names. Like I think one of them is like marijuana smoking kids. I. Uh, Another misunderstood one
1: misunderstood Stoner Kids.
2: Another one was a uh, Must See Kids. Um, I've seen a uh, different variations of it. What, what do you think of their new names? Uh, Desmond Xavier is now Wesley, and Zachary Wentz is now Nash Carter.
1: I'm assuming they didn't do the obvious because Kimberly, yes. and they didn't give him. Wesley. That
2: would have made perfect sense. It could have Call made perfect more...
1: sense, but I think that's why they didn't do it. Oh. Um, yeah, and I, I feel, was like, don't I you f- want to be Mr. and Mrs. Lee? Like- and I
2: feel like Desmond Xavier looks more like a Nash Carter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hate when they change their names. Like, just give people their names. So stupid. Um, they're fine. Nash Carter kind of sounds he sounds like a race car driver. Um, I, I don't know. Wesley? I, I don't know.
2: I, I, Nash Carter to me sounds like a basketball player.
1: Nash <laughs> Carter. Fair enough. So that's why you're saying that Desmond should have it because he looks more like a basketball player.
2: No, no, he just looks more like a, like a Nash Carter. I don't know, like yeah,
1: kind like of going West back Lee, to what you said,
2: Wes Lee would have been a perfect name for Zachary. Once it's right there. Kimberly,
1: yeah, Kimberly. It's like, why do you? Yeah, it's like, oh, this is the one I should pick, but I'm gonna go pick that one. Like it's very <laughs> weird. I, I, I have no idea. It's fine. I mean, I love them, so I'm very happy that they're on. They here. did
2: not miss a beat. Pick. Against uh, oh, Jake Atlas and um, Swerve, Swerve Scott. Yeah,
1: no, I love Swerve too. I do too. I love Swerve. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. It's. I, I don't know. I they'll probably eventually give us the what the MSK stands for. Maybe they won't because FTR they don't really tell us what that stands for. Well,
2: but see that. See, I, I saw people also bringing that up, the whole FTR thing, and I feel like that's a little bit different because the whole FTR started off as a joke, okay, and right. now once they you know, own the trademark now, now they're using that to their, their advantage. And it's either fear the revolution or feel the revolt, or um they, they change Forever. it for, uh, yeah, they, they change it to any different words they can. So I feel like that's a little bit different. Um I don't know. I, I don't know. I, even like with EC3, like when EC3 came to WB, we never really got an explanation on what EC3 was, unless you knew who where he was coming from, and then Ambrose kind of buried him in that promo at one time on Oh, Raw. yeah, I
1: forgot about that. Honestly, like, you could just leave it. We don't need to know what it stands for. Uh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I hope it has something to do with the treehouse and the Rascals. Like, I hope it's something that has to do with Impact, that if you're an Impact fan, you would know who they are. Well, like, I like that.
2: Well, shout outs to Vic Joseph because he mentioned the Rascals. He's like, man, these Rascals are all over the place. Or he oh, said something yeah, like I that. Thought that I thought that was a nice wink in the nod, too. Yeah, they uh... they're
1: little Rascals. Mm hmm. I love the Rascals. I I wonder what Trey Miguel's gonna do, man.
2: You know, it's weird. It's so weird what's going on with him because he's like, he's on social media, but he's not really like alluding to anything on what he's gonna do.
1: Right. I mean, maybe he's just taking a break. Maybe he's like COVID's around. Maybe I need to take a break. Like it's okay to take a break sometimes. Like being like wrestling constantly, it does a toll on your fucking body. So maybe he's just taking a break. Alicia.
2: Alicia Toot, uh, which is uh, his girlfriend, she signed with MLW. So I don't know if he would go to Her MLW. Last name is Toot. A Toot, Alicia Toot. Oh, a Toot. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. T-U-I-T?
1: Sorry, <laughs> I have a friend. His last name is Toot. So I was just intrigued. I've never heard that last name before, and I was like, Oh, a Toot.
2: No, like if you pronounce it, it would be a Tout, but it's really a Toot. Because ah, my friend's T U I T E. Okay. Okay. Fun fact
1: okay. oh so she I mean so you don't always have to go where your significant other goes
2: I know I know I'm just just throwing like you know I wouldn't I, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if he had like a, a cup of coffee in mlw kind of like uh kill across did like right before he, he officially signed with WWE, he had like a quick cup of coffee in mlw
1: I like your quick cup of coffee gimmick I like that you've said that at least eight times I like it are you gonna steal it no oh okay. I'm having a cup of coffee right now actually and water but yeah quick cup of coffee absolutely what is trey miguel is a champion somewhere right where is he a champion i know you know this
2: um he's the champion in warriors of wrestling that's the chicago Ah, promotion
1: right so like we they were talking about usually you have to drop your title before you like go somewhere else so i don't know yeah but again he might just be taking a break it's okay to take breaks
2: right right there's nothing wrong with a break all right um what do you think about pete dunn and finn Balor?
1: i love pete dunn and finn Balor.
2: I know, I know Deb loves Finn Balor. <laughs> like, I love them. I know Deb loves Finn Balor.
1: Deb loves... She calls him uh, Muffin. Muffin. <laughs> Muffin. Our dear friend Deb, who only watches, is the most casual wrestling fan that has met so many wrestlers and gone on so many wrestling show adventures. She came to Japan with us and barely watches wrestling. I love it. Let me tell um, you who
2: loves Deb. Japan.
1: <laughs> Japan loves Deb. Loves Deb.
2: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> loves, loves, loves Deb. So yeah, so Deb, yeah, so Deb loves loves Finn Balor. I love Finn Balor. I think he's great. I love Pete Dunn. Um, yeah, I don't. You think? I don't have, I, I'm like, yeah, I love them. I think this
2: match is gonna be great. You know what? the The only knock on this is like, I know Pete Dunn is not gonna win. I know it's gonna be a great match, but man, Pete Dunn should. I want him to hold another title soon. Like, look, he's in incredible shape. He's he's great in the ring. It's like he needs to hold something. He needs to hold something.
1: Really, but do you think Pete Dunne needs to hold something? I feel like he doesn't really need to hold anything. I kind of, I
2: kind of feel like he needs to. At at, at some point, he needs to again. He needs to get some gold. He look at him. He's
1: fucking great. He's such a monster, man. He's so good. I. It's very weird who WWE picks and chooses to take the belts off. I always find that very weird. Like Cross got hurt. And immediately they took off the belt.
2: Well, well, let me tell you something. Them taking the belt off of uh, Keith Lee, they get a congratulations for that.
0: Congratulations, you played
2: yourself. They should have. I think that was a mistake taking the belt off, of, uh, off of Keith Lee the way they did.
1: Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think he should have had a longer, much longer. He had a
2: short-lived run, and I'm not saying Karrion Cross couldn't have been the guy to take the title off of Keith Lee, but we could have waited. It, we didn't need to get that that takeover match right away.
1: Or I understand a lot of times NXT they have to lose the belt to go to to go to the main roster, but why can't you go on to the main roster with a belt like, like Kevin Owens? There's more significance, like have him come with those two belts walking on, being like, "All right, Drew, what's up?"
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: or "What up, Randy?" Anybody? Like, I don't understand why you immediately have to take stuff off of people, like, like so- when
2: Kevin Owens showed up on Raw and attacked John Cena. He was the NXT champion.
1: Right. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Paige came on. but She was NXT champion when she she came up, right? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She was NXT champion. Like, that's okay. She was
2: dual champion at one point because when she won.
1: When she was still NXT champion when she won.
2: hmm mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's okay. And then you know they'll lose eventually. You don't have to have them drop it right away to go to the main roster. It's okay to play on that because then there's significance to them going up there. They're like, I outlive these people. I'm already top dog here. Now I need to be top dog somebody somewhere else. Yeah. And it's like now I want more gold, you know? Like so I don't understand. So taking it off of Cross immediately, but then like not taking it off of Finn when he broke his draw But then we go back to when Finn won the Universal Championship and they took it off him. I mean, hindsight's 2020, because I'm I was so happy that Kevin Owens want, ended up getting it. But you take all these belts off of people so quickly and it's like but then some people you just leave it on them even though they're out or they're hurt. It's very weird to me.
2: Like Lesnar having the championship and being gone for three months and then coming back. <laughs>
1: Right. I was watching um, a Comic-Con, like, interview with WWE fan, wrestlers and fans, and they were doing a Q&A, and someone was like, who's someone you would love to see see come back to WWE? And it was during the time where Lesnar was champ, and, and AJ Styles was like, Brock Lesnar, and everybody started fucking laughing, and he kind of, like, <laughs> covered his mouth because he was like, shit, I'm going to get in trouble for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's pretty good.
1: That's pretty yeah, good. it was fucking hilarious.
2: Oh, man. Now that oh, you yeah, mentioned
1: it. it just doesn't You make said
2: sense. AJ said that?
1: AJ Styles said, I'm going to find out, I'll send it to you, but like AJ said, How, was, we,
2: was this before or after they had their match at Survivor Series?
1: I want to say before. Really? Man,
2: their match, to me, that match between him and Lesnar was fucking amazing.
1: Yeah. I got to find out. I'm going to send it to you. It's fucking hilarious. Cause he's like, he's like Brock Lesnar and everybody just started dying laughing. And everybody on the, on the panel started looking at him like, dude, you can't say <laughs> it. was like, it was almost like, yo, you just said Voldemort. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's. A- <laughs>
2: Oh, now I want to see it. I really want to see it now. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about uh, some of AJ Styles' friends over at uh, AEW because I know you. Uh, before we started recording, you kind of gave me a tease of some of your thoughts on what's going on over there. Um, but are you are you in tune with the whole quote unquote Bullet Club reunion? What's your thoughts on it? what do you think? I'm
1: fine with it. Like it's the whole thing that I love about this is I love that we're having all of the wrestling companies come. to Like, I like that whole thing. Like, Okada was talking about how he wants this major show. Yeah. Everybody involved. I fucking love that idea. WWE, you need to get with it. I know That's not, not happening. It. <laughs> it would never happen. Unless
2: Triple H is... I think if Triple H was at the realm, I think he'll allow it.
1: Right. So, like, I, I love this idea. I love that we're doing cross-brand. I think the, the time of Bullet Club is a little past that kind of bullet club but it's okay because it's new for other people people were probably like dusting off their bullet club shirts like it's like yeah i get to put this shirt back on so like that's fine if it, people are enjoying it i'm totally fine
2: i think it's funny that you mentioned that because after reading the young bucks book um i don't know if you got to read it did you get to read the young bucks book or at all or i did
1: not read the young bucks book.
2: well I, I think you you should get it it's a great book but during that they they kind of they kind of said how when New J- when they were still signing New Japan that the, the 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 whole concept of like them transitioning and going you know making a mark in the in the United States out here in the North e- in the in North America and stuff the, the 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 what was really behind that was the popularity of Bullet Club and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and whatever right and then the second they left New Japan unless you was a diehard New Japan fan that fan base. Just kinda of followed the Bucks and Cody in them.
1: Right. Which is weird that like the the Bullet Club became so popular with Cody who wasn't even in the Bullet Club that long.
2: No, I think he was what, like a year maybe? Roughly maybe, a year. Maybe, maybe a, year. a
1: year. Yeah. Whereas like Kenny Omega was like Kenny Omega is the one I'm more familiar with of being in it. Like, I wasn't – I was aware of Finn Balor, but I didn't get to experience that. Like, I was more like when Kenny Omega was in the Bullet
2: Club. And and to me – and I'm still a fan of the Bullet Club. You know, I'm very intrigued on what the future of Jay White is going to happen or whatever with with, with Bullet Club and just – When New Japan, the whole New Japan situation. But to me, the golden era of Bullet Club was when AJ and the Good Brothers were still there. And at one point, I think they were holding like every single championship in New Japan. That to me was the golden era of Bullet Club. Well, I
1: mean, look at it now. You have Kenny's the champ. The Good Brothers are champs. The Young Bucks are champs. Finn Balor's a champ. AJ Um, has almost. AJ (laughs) AJ has almost. Adam Cole was like headlining... Mm -hmm. Uh, war Games. Like Ring of Bullet Honor Club, shows, yeah. The Bullet Club is, like, taking over.
2: Marty! Uh, never mind. Who? M- exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, like, three Marty shirts. I don't know what to do with them. I named my dog
2: shirts. Marty. <laughs>
1: yeah, but you can use that for something else.
2: Marty like, McFly. Can...
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I have three Marty shirts, and they're so good. It's, like, a villain, like, mugshot one, no, and it's all, like, movie ones and him. And I'm like, I can't even wear this shirt anymore.
2: I know. I fucking know Mar- Marty from Cambridge. Uh,
1: <laughs> um,
2: you know what? So, so back to the the whole Bullet Club reunion. You know, quote quotations Bullet Club reunion. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the moment. I think the moment was fucking great on AEW Dynamite. Now, fast forward to this past week, Dynamite. I'm like, man, you're already kind of like. Throwing daggers at it, like with the whole uh swerve on the Young Bucks, where you know they're supposed to have this tag match that was booked like the Elite was gonna have like a, a six man tag, and then you have Kenny Omega come out because Don Callis tells the Young Bucks like, "Hey, I think we all should have a separate entrance because I enjoy your entrance, Young Bucks," and then we get the swerve and it's the Good Brothers tagging with, with Kenny Omega, and I get it, it's to Hard to Kill, but like I feel like ending Dynamite a week earlier was such a great moment where they're all together after all these years, and now you're already throwing daggers at it where now there's already conflict. I'm like, couldn't we just stretch this out a little bit longer? Like, why are we already throwing an axe at it a week later? I just... I don't understand the booking behind it. Not saying that the story isn't intriguing anymore. I'm not saying that I'm not invested anymore. But as a fan, it's like, you made a fucking shirt out of it on Pro Wrestling Tees where they're all throwing the Too Sweet, right? It kind of reminds me of the Y2AJ shirt. A week later, you were throwing a dagger at it?
1: Well, also, too, I feel like that happened with FTR where we've been waiting for FTR and Young Bucks to have a match forever. You couldn't have drawn that out a little bit? Right. Or have that feud draw out a little bit? Like... You gave us a quick moment of the of the bullet club and now it's fizzling out. Like why why can't we why why do we have to have conflict? Like can't we just have a reunion for a little bit and have people marking out and really excited? And then we can throw a dagger in it.
2: hmm It's yeah, just, I just I just you know, and I know some people some people were against it, like, oh, why would you tease us like that? And other people were saying, like, oh, but it's just part of storytelling. Like I get they're trying to tell a story, but it doesn't you don't have to turn to the next so chapter bad. right away. Don't you don't gotta turn the next chapter right away. Let it let it play out for a couple weeks.
1: Let it marinate. We need some. Let it marinate. Right. Let
2: it marinate.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they do that. Like, <sighs> it's like they were really excited to do the the bullet club, and then they're like, okay, we're done. Yay. <laughs> yeah. And and, and for it's kind of like it's kind of like you finishing and then being like, hey, what about me? Like it's like <laughs> what's going on here? Like come on, it's like you know. <laughs> you know, we're not Can
2: we have some foreplay first like come on oh that's good that's good that's a good metaphor <laughs> it um so it's funny too because talking about this whole aw thing i you educated me on something you're not really a fan of aw like that like i had no clue so, so tell me some of your criticisms
1: I did well well no. tell me some
2: of your criticism and i know the main one but i'm sure there's other ones too
1: so should I do the main one first? Let's do the main one first. So the main one is that they have no women's division. You bring in Brandy, like, yeah, she's gonna be the head. Hold of on, the hold
2: division. on, wait. Did you say Brandy? Who the hell told you
1: tonight was open mic night, bitch? Yeah, that whole and even that whole thing. Like <laughs> oh, you that have was her terrible. come in to do these terrible. weird things, and then you're like, oh, she's gonna head the women's division. The women's is gonna be great. What women's division? Why do I have to watch dark to see women wrestle? Like, mm-hmm. why? why can't you have storylines and have a bunch of women matches going on? Like, don't you want to be different than WWE because you're not being different than WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes their segments bother me a lot like that. Chris Jericho and orange Cassidy debate thing. Like I hated that. I was like, this is annoying and stupid. Um, I don't think Chris Jericho should be on the microphone like I don't think he should be on commentary at all or maybe one match one match one match pick a match and put him on there so like there's a lot of gripes that I have with AEW where AEW doesn't really hold my attention a long time not saying WWE does because that's not accurate but AEW still has has yet to win me over they won me over a little smidge like my Grinch heart grew one size obviously with the Brody Lee tribute because I thought that was beautifully done amazing
2: tribute amazing it,
1: it was a great tribute that you wish you didn't have to see because we don't want to see tributes to re- fallen wrestlers. Like, we don't want to see a fallen wrestler. You know what I mean? Especially one so young. So, like, that, and I love the way, like, Tony Khan is handling, like, he's being a boss that we all wish our bosses were like, you know, where he's, you know, taking care of a family and doing all this. I appreciate that. But AEW just, like, misses something with me. Yes. I feel like their matches are very. Rushed where there's kind of no storytelling, and I and the my biggest thing really is the women's division. Like, I want to w- look at their roster. Like, why isn't Big Swole in this gigantic? Yes, like, why is Big Swole not a champion or or fighting for the championship belt? Like, I don't, I, I'm trying to who's the champion. Why is
2: the NWA women's title matter more on an AW show,
1: <laughs> right? And that's a problem, and it's like. It's like if you're doing this as a family thing where, like, the Young Bucks are, are you know, um, executives and Cody's an executive and even Brandy is. Like, Brandy, you need to look at your division and be like, okay, guys, I'm on this team too. We are going to fix this and make sure women get spots. And it's like you can't just sign women and then not do anything with them. I agree. Like this is a stacked – you have such talent of women on your roster and why am I not seeing them?
2: I agree, hundred ten percent. Their women's division is, you their biggest flaw. But their biggest flaw because they're not they're not using them to their full potential. Their matches are they don't even give them time. And sometimes we're lucky just to have one segment for the women.
1: That's it. Right, right. Like I don't. I can't even tell you who the women's the women's champion is.
2: Hikaru Shida.
1: Oh, is it still her? See, I don't. It's still her.
2: <laughs> I don't even know.
1: And I feel and, and if I feel bad for her, too, because she's a
2: great talent. She could work, but they just don't spotlight her.
1: When they were announcing all the women that were getting signed, I was pumped. I was like, yes, Big Swole. We got Big Swole. We got this one. We got Britt Baker. We got this. And I wasn't a huge fan of Britt Baker, but Britt Baker's kills it on the mic. Like, I love Britt Baker. So, like, they have all these women, and, like, why am I not seeing at least three women's matches on AEW? Like, why am I not seeing that? When are we going to get a tag women's women's championship? Shouldn't we have that in the works? Well, now? well
2: look at look, so to to add on to that, I think, uh, what was it like? It's about to be a year ago, a year ago at this point, maybe around last summer. They did the, the women's uh tag team cup type gimmick, right? And the winner mm-hmm. they just crowned cup champions, right? But that, right. that was it. They had their own separate show on YouTube, and then we only got the final on Dynamite. Like, how come we didn't see those matches throughout Dynamite?
1: And the way this goes, it makes me feel like they think the men's matches are more important, and like I don't want to think of that. I don't want to be that woman. I don't want to be that 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 female that's like, eh, why aren't the women here? But well, why aren't the women there? Right. Like, it's not like it's not like. I'm waiting for women to come and do a bikini contest. I want to see women wrestling. Like, this is why I'm here. I, it doesn't, I'm not taking away from the men. The men are talented, too. But these women are solid, solid wrestlers, and I'm not seeing it. Again, Big Swole should be in the title picture. Yes. Big Swole should probably have the title by now. I agree. She's, Big Swole is so overly talented, and, like, you're doing nothing with her. And, nothing.
2: And also, you have a stack roster, and then just talking about, like, women's matches in general – you can make the argument their best women's match on AEW. One of those competitors is not even signed to AEW. It was Thunder Rosa. She signed with the NWA.
1: I fucking love Thunder Rosa. I
2: love Thunder Rosa. And I think
1: I love Thunder whenever
2: Man. that contract ends with NWA, or I don't know what Tony has to do, but she, like she needs to be the face of the AEW women's division.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's not knocking any of the other women. No. But, I mean, let's have feuds. Let's have a gauntlet match and see who's going to be the number Right! One like, I could
2: easily see Big Soul having a great showcase.
1: Doing... And, yeah, in a gauntlet match. all the women. And that way, if you have a time, like, a time limit, and you want to book all these men wrestlers and, like, do all those matches, that's fine. Do a gauntlet. Be like, we're going to have a, a gauntlet match to determine who's going to be the number one contender for for the women or do a program where you have the women wrestling each other and them advancing to get to the gauntlet match. And then you have your, what five, how many are in a gauntlet match usually like five. So like,
2: it varies. It varies.
1: All right, whatever. Mm -hmm. So you have those five and then you do it where you have one start. And then that person wins the gauntlet match is now the number one contender. You have the women's champion come out, say her words, to them, them say that. And there you have it. And that way you have five different, five or six different women wrestling In what you could do half hour forty five minutes of that and that's fine and you get to you just have five you just now have five women wrestling on AEW instead of waiting for dark on YouTube so stupid
2: yeah you know um I'm I'm with you uh, with AEW's criticism because by all means AEW is not a perfect product at all
1: right at all right I I don't like I don't hate them also I think they need to fix their music for their wrestlers yes music is very very important and i feel like they fall very flat like when i sit there even though i've been watching aew for a while it takes me a while to realize whose music is whose and i don't like that like wwe at least when i hear music i know immediately who it is Mm -hmm. and like that's what you need because music is what gets the wrestler and the fans hyped up regardless if you're in the in the audience or not
2: right um i just think one thing I, uh, the AEW does a lot, and it's just like you're doing it too much, is the brawls, like the the, the whole brawling and having a whole bunch of guys show up, and, and they do too much of that. Like it, it doesn't. It's to it the point. Messy, right? Like I shouldn't be two, three different brawls on the same show. I shouldn't be seeing that.
1: Storytelling is a big part of what I love about wrestling, and I always have loved about wrestling. So when you kind of just have this mishmash of rep matches, I love watching wrestling and watching wrestling matches, but storytelling in matches i mean i'm gonna say a taboo name but like velveteen dream and aleister black when they're wrestling and he's like say my name say my name that's storytelling when you watch wrestlers have storytelling in a match that's one thing that draws me has always drawn me to wrestling because it's like watching live theater so when you don't have a storyline and you just have this guy come out because he's mad at this guy because this guy did this that does nothing for me but when you have a storyline and something progresses like we said with Drew, Drew kicking Brock, you planted a seed, and now we have a story. Now we have a story that makes sense when it leads up to WrestleMania. Those are what I like. And when you just do mishmash of people brawling and fighting each other and coming out just to get, like, pops, it doesn't work for me.
2: And that, and that's also part of my fear when it comes to, like, a guy like Ethan Page showing up in AEW. Like, I get it. Like, his friends are there. But... You have so many people on the roster. Like, I don't want Ethan Page to be a random guy, like just showing up for a random brawl. Like, I don't want that because Ethan Page is so entertaining.
1: Right. Plant seeds of someone showing up. They kind of did that with Brody Lee. When Brody Lee, they kept having those. Who's going to be? Who is it going to be? Who is it going to be? And then it was him. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I don't that's
2: think that's even AEW knew who's going to be until like maybe a month or two prior. And,
1: hey, but at least they had a story. Right.
2: Right, right, right. right. And
1: that's what that's what I enjoy about wrestling and that's what made me fall in love with storytelling was watching I mean, fall in love with wrestling was watching storytelling and AEW in my opinion falls fly with it. Again, not saying WWE does a great job, right. but sometimes they do. Sometimes when they do it, they do it right. And when they do it right, it's fucking amazing. Even but,
2: even with the Sting stuff, like I should not be seeing Sting as much as I love Sting and it was a great moment when he showed up on AEW Dynamite the way he did. But I should not be seeing Sting every single week on my TV doing the exact same thing. Give me promo packages. Let me see him, like, up in the rafters one week. Or maybe not even that. Maybe, maybe I should see a crow up in the rafters. Just the actual, an actual crow chilling up in the rafters. Like, I don't want to see Sting do the exact same thing every single week because you water it down.
1: Right. And, yeah, because if we keep seeing it over and over, it's not special anymore.
2: Exactly. Like-
1: Like when we watched the Brody thing, I'm sorry, I laughed so hard. So Darby Allen is leaning against the wall and it starts snowing and Sting comes out of the door. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, this is where my mysterious Sting is coming out. He just (laughs) opens a door. He doesn't come from the rafter. He's not like sitting there. He just comes out of a door. I'm like, why am I giggling at Sting? Sting is supposed to be this mystery, like mysterious being. It's like that's what made people fall in love with Undertaker. Like gimmicks work too, and they can still work in 2021. You just have to do it correctly.
2: Yeah. Um, like I said, when it comes to AEW, I am glued in because every, no matter, even if it's a good show or a bad show, I'm glued to it because it feels fresh. It feels like exciting. Hey, I'm going to watch AEW. It, feels, yeah, it different. feels different. And I'm not saying that I don't feel that way for NXT, but right. um, AEW just feels like something new unlike raw where it's just like oh man i got to watch this episode of raw like with a right. with aw it feels like man something crazy might happen or whatever or maybe something crazy doesn't happen but there is something with their booking and sometimes their their storytelling matches that it, there is a disconnect but i think aw it's only a company that's been around for 2 years at this point they they're still going through that phase where they're still trying to i guess figure out like the right foundation of their promotion
1: right and and that's completely understandable and that's totally okay it's just you want these great moments and so like okay we're a year later and I get like the fan like the audience stuff has definitely put an impact on that Mm -hmm. because like when FTR showed up man would I have loved to be in that crowd if FTR showed up when Brody Lee showed up like you would would have loved to be there and I understand that does take a toll I -hmm. I get that but we have you have to start I feel like sometimes I just watch AEW because I love John Silver when he was in the Indies and I love Big Swole and I loved all these people and now I get to see them on my TV. Right. You know, so I'm watching it and it's okay that I'm watching that. But when I tune in and I wait two hours and I don't see Big Swole or I see her in the chair like yelling at someone while something's happening, I'm like, no, 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 I want to see Big Swole. Right. in a storyline. I want to see John Silver in a storyline. Like, these are the people I watch because I've been watching them at live shows. I can't go to a live show and watch them anymore. Mm -hmm. So you need to give me what I want.
2: Like, I I don't want to see... Like I know what Big Swole could do do in the ring. I don't want to see her involved where she's throwing Rebel or Britt Baker in a pile of trash every single week. I don't want to see that. Give me a match with her.
1: Give me a match. Big Swole is way too talented to be doing that.
2: Absolutely. I agree 110%. Well... Hopefully AEW they they'll 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 get a groove, you know. And Hopefully. like I said, we I'm being uh we're both being uh critical on AEW just like we would be critical on any promotion. This, like, yeah, and this again, is not...
1: it's not like I'm like WWE is better. No I'm no not. no 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 there's it's only it's a young company and they'll right. grow eventually, but like they need to start getting with it because the fact that like impact who people barely watch have a better women's division yes. than you, you need to get that shit together. Right. Because people aren't even really watching that. And they have a better women's
2: division. Well, well, like I said, Impact is like the best kept secret in wrestling. And then I think one last thing on the whole AEW thing. When AEW first started, I think people had the idea and the concept that this is going to be like a super promotion of Ring of Honor New Japan. And that's yeah. not it at all. AEW is right. something. It's a completely different entity. Yes, we see some of the wrestlers that were in those promotions, but it's not even close of New Japan or Ring of Honor.
1: No, it's not even, and it's definitely, I mean, look what they did with Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston came in for a one-off, and they wound up signing him, and it's Mm -hmm. fucking amazing, and, like, Eddie Kingston's another one that I wasn't completely sold on for a while, and then I was like, this man needs a microphone all the time and should talk all the time, and I tune into AEW because I want to see Eddie Kingston talk, but I want Eddie Kingston to not just come out and talk for no reason. I want there to be a story behind it to lead up to something.
2: Right, right. Well, Danielle, thank you for... For your for your criticism on AEW, I definitely wanted to get you on. Like when I was making the notes for this for this episode, the AEW women's division, because I don't think we've talked about that. And I, and I know how much you love women's wrestling so it's like man I really want to pick her brain when it comes to the women's division you know how angry
1: and salty I get about things
2: yeah but this is one of those things that you have the right to be salty about
1: oh, yeah oh yeah like it's not just like me being a like empowered woman and want to see women's wrestling no
2: even why me why as not? a guy I want to see like why can't I see a women's division like being booked on AEW like I see on Impact and NXT like why can't I, especially when a company like AEW
1: right 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 and they have so again we were saying they have so much talent it's like you need to utilize them and start doing because it's not like people are not going to watch it it's not going to be their pee break p-breaks pee are over for women's wrestling like people actually tune in to watch yes women's wrestling
2: now. Yes. yes it's yes. over
1: like it's over so you got to step it up you got to step it up especially like you have brandy come on and like you're like yep she's an executive too it's like great so she needs to get with it and like fix the women's division
2: i agree well, Danielle, thank you for joining us on this episode. Well, uh, thank you for
1: having me. Uh, congratulations on your uh, 10,000 followers.
2: Yeah, we finally we, we finally did it. We finally did it. Uh, I can't
1: wait for your dance. <laughs> gonna, right? It's going to happen. It's,
2: it's going to happen at some point. I should
1: post the video of you da- doing the kid in play in New Orleans. That should be your thing.
2: But I thought you wanted me to do the... I thought You can you guys do all
1: wanted. of it. We're just going to post videos of you dancing constantly. That's just going to be the thing.
2: That's going to be the new gimmick.
1: Yeah, every week. It's going <laughs> to be like, today's Tuesday. You know what that means. And then it's going to be you dancing. <laughs> oh I just my. made a whole segment for you. This is wonderful. Oh, oh You're welcome.
2: God. Oh, my God. But um, thank you for doing the episode with us. Um, well, Leo's not here. Leo's completely vanished. I don't know where he went. But, Hi, Leo. But... um. Thank you for doing this uh, show with us this week. Um, I did it on a post, but like our success, a little bit of success we have, we gotta oh. give you, <laughs> we <laughs> gotta <laughs> give you guys credit because you guys gave us the heel marks. Brady and Daniel gave us a, our first rub before we were anyone.
1: Yeah, and it all came down to an ROH concert. Concert, you hear me? An ROH show. I haven't been to a show in such a long time. I'm calling them concerts. Oh look,
2: yeah. Leo's back.
1: Yay, Leo's back.
2: Leo, Danielle's give us a, she's not giving us a congratulations. We played ourselves, but she's given us a congrats for our 10K on Your Instagram.
1: 10K. Yeah. I'm so happy for you guys. Yeah. You. Woo. <laughs> I'm you um, Yeah, I'm really, thank you for having 10, on the show. Yeah, 10, we, we 10, met at, at Ring of Honor and then just became instant friends. Yay friendship. yay friendship.
2: Yay friendship.
1: Yay <laughs> friendship, Danielle says. Yay. Not yay for friendship. <laughs> I said
2: yay for friendship, and Danielle Japan. completely buried me. <laughs> yes, I
1: was like, no, it's yay friendship. Yeah, yay friendship. Thank you for having me on. I couldn't wait to do it. I was like, the other day, I was like, I wonder if she's ever going to ask me to be
0: on <laughs> Aww, <laughs> i Oh, somebody's I want- peanut butter
1: in tea. I was I waiting also, for the right also, moment. Right. I also don't want to be that annoying person that's like, "Hey, when can I be on the show? Can I be on your show? When can I be on your show? Can I, on your show? can I be on your show? I have a lot to say about." Right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Danielle, you were on the show.
1: Yep. Now you do I don't have to bug you for another whole year. But you'll, it's, but you'll, it's,
2: you'll it's be, not, nah, you'll be back on the show sooner what? than. Yeah, the, we gotta bring,
1: what? We gotta get Brady on the show now. Well,
2: hopefully we could get this crossover episode part two happening again, mafia,
1: baby. Part two. That'd what? be insane. We need a whole like. We need a whole like uh Nights of the round table going on and us like spewing off of each other, even uh, if it's yeah. not about current current events.
2: D- you just you know you guys just the sit nights, there while me and Brady are just. just the rambling. Nights of the round table. I like. Yeah. I like that. you guys,
1: you guys are gonna start rambling for like an hour. You and Brady and me and Leo are gonna like show each other pictures of our dogs. We're gonna be like. Oh, <laughs> hey, <hi." laughs> oh, come on, Duke. Come on, oh, on Duke. <laughs> That's exactly what we're gonna do. <laughs> well,
2: well, Danielle, give me give me your plugs. Tell me what you're working on. No. Um uh, all no. that stuff. No, no, oh, uh,
1: we I. Uh, Follow us on the Heel Heel Marks on Twitter and Instagram. We're Heel Marks Facebook. Heel Marks, a wrestling podcast. We're on Patreon now. We are reviewing Cobra Kai. We are reviewing a bunch of other wrestling stuff, The Undertaker stuff, all that good stuff. So follow us there.
0: Leo. Yeah. (laughs) PlusRadio.com. I got another meeting going. That's why I got to go. Love you guys. <laughs> All right. You can find make me. Make at- <laughs> money, bro. Make your money moves. Sorry.
2: You can follow me at Rated R's 87. Um, I really don't post much wrestling stuff on there, but you could follow us at Lucha Outsiders, everyone, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, even though we do nothing with our Twitter. And if you miss anything or everything on today's Twitter episode, game. make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast version of the show, wherever you get your podcast needs. Do I and play the outro or you play the outro? I got it. Okay, uh, and that is it. Yeah. Making sure you're awake. I think you just... um, I think you just completely demolished Danielle's uh, eardrum.
1: And everybody oh else. God. I'm I'm post.
2: Danielle, thank you so much for doing the episode. And I'm the
1: best. So what happened, I mean, in,
2: Baltimore? What happened what? in Baltimore? What happened what? in Baltimore? What happened in Baltimore? Are we still Aww. talking about Baltimore? Why? Come on. I'm in a... I'm in a like... You know. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't do want to talk about it.
1: Do you... Do you... Do Steelers fans and Raven fans, like, do they beat each other up at stadiums? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do. They do? Okay.
2: I've going. never seen that.
1: I have The only reason I'm asking is I still have to do that stadium. So I didn't know if you wanted to do a Raven-Steelers game at Steelers. but uh, you'd be fine. You to like, oh, no, no. I'm down to do it. it. I'm
2: down to do it. Listen. I don't
1: want to put you in a situation where you're going to Man, ain't nobody going like,
2: to say nothing to me. It's oh. Mario. I
1: don't want fights happening. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. I, I, I'm not saying that. Steelers in Baltimore, there, there hasn't been fights. I'm not saying that. But it's nothing like Philly. Like, nothing not like fight. Philly. You're
1: not going to start with someone else. No, yourself. of course not. I don't not. know how that goes. So, like, when I went to the Cowboys, like, I was wearing my Giants jersey, and people kept shoulder-butting me. Damn! And I wasn't even, I wasn't even doing anything. I was literally, like, sitting watching the game, and I kept getting shoulder butted. That's fucked up. And then a Cowboys fan actually had to yell at a big guy. He was, like, a big, big guy. He, he kind of reminded me of... Uh, carlos your friend carlos oh was like, carlos like a big guy and he shoved me and i almost fell backwards that another cowboys fan was like "Dude, she's a girl like fucking relax
2: like, yeah like, i can't stand fans like that but leo leo could tell you fucking a whole bunch of stories when it comes to soccer fans yeah go all right <laughs> for danielle yeah for the old man leo yeah i'm yours truly mr rated r <laughs> keep it right r Stay too sweet guys
0: and good night